WRQK.com. Is yeah, that it? Is yeah, that it? That's it. I believe that's the that's website. A good one. It's WRQK.com. Now, here's the deal. No more $1,000. However, 10 after every hour, we'll send you out to California for the 2018 iHeart maybe. Uh, iHeart. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I should have not watched the Super Bowl and went to bed. Go to bed, buddy. It's the 2018 iHeart Radio Music Awards. Now, I had to ask Phantom four times. Because we do this once-in-a-lifetime experience yes, four times a year. Yeah. So I wasn't sure which one it is. Is it? it, it but it is. It's the iHeartRadio Music Awards. I think that's the biggest one. I think it is, but I'm not sure. But it's a big one. I guarantee you there's going to be a bunch of stars there. You'll be out in Los Angeles rubbing elbows with the who's who of the music scene there. So, I mean, it, yeah. Once-in-a-lifetime, four times a year, baby. <laughs> Make it happen. Uh, so you might want to turn your radio off. Okay. Or maybe just to somebody else. Because <laughs> right. we both told you... All last week that the Patriots were going to roll, and no, no, the Patriots lost last night. They did. So we have no idea what the hell we're talking about. Now, here's what I'll tell you. I bet the Patriots to win. I took the Patriots minus four and a half, bet it, bet it hard, and uh, and I lost. And I still enjoyed that game last night. For those people who are like, the NFL sucks, you're crazy. Like, you're crazy. That oh, game was so much fun last night. Yeah, I, as as a football game, where I'm not in particularly invested in either team. Me either. I, I I like the Eagles because when I was a kid, I really liked the Eagles because of Randall Cunningham. Randall was the man. But like, I, I I'd be a liar to be like, yo, dude, I'm a died in the wool Eagles fan. I love the Eagles. I mean, I, they're they're one of my secondary teams, but not like my like you know big passion. I don't like the Patriots because it's like, dude, we get it, you win all the time, but I don't hate the Patriots. So I'm right in the middle on both teams and like. Dude, last night was so enjoyable to watch. Like, such a great football game. I went to my buddy Jamie's house last night, and dude, I've been giving Jamie credit all over social media for this. He's an electrician. Okay. So, dude, he put surround sound speakers in the ceiling of his kitchen. Nice. So you were sitting there, like, just feasting off the island. Right. Just watching. You could see the TV in the living room, and you could hear it perfectly. I mean, dude, he... Dude, his wife made everything from scratch last night. The only thing that wasn't from scratch was, like, like the chips, okay, wow. dude. Like the spread <laughs> was fair. unreal. I like. I'm so happy I went to a party last night. I was gonna like. I tried a couple of different. You know, people are like, just stream this or do this, and I was like, nah, dude, it's gonna be a hassle. So I just went to my buddies, watched it. But Fantone had the tweet of the night last night. You had the tweet of the night surrounding the Super Bowl last night. A lot night. of tweets last night. I'm gonna pat myself on the back then. Thank you. Where you tweeted, I forgot I'm supposed to be watching these commercials. I did. And I got to tell you, in my lifetime, that went from the most important thing all year to an afterthought. Like, I can't believe that. But I don't. We're going to get into the dilly dilly thing later. Okay. Because I made some guy in Maslin furious because I don't get it. Over dilly dilly? And I don't like it. Oh, yeah. No. Dude, me, him, and Jim McChris got in like this weird web ring of like, like things. And this guy was like, dude, he just went ballistic on the both of us last night because we thought the Slayer being on Groupon thing was funny. Okay. And we thought, and we, and we don't get dilly dilly. And this guy just became unhinged. So okay. we'll get into that a little later in the program. But like, so I don't really get those. And there was no other commercial where I felt like, oh, this is a huge moment. I think a big part of the problem is, at least, is I as a consumer, and I would probably say a vast majority of Americans at this point, we're also pre-programmed into like tuning out commercials. You know what I'm saying? Like that's very quick to us. Is like, well, no, I'm gonna fly right by him on the DVR. No, I'm going to, you know, skip this ad as quickly as I humanly possibly can. Unlike YouTube and stuff. Sure. Where, where like, where like, you know, 
25 years ago when you had to sit through commercials and television when you had to be there when you like when there was no other option then you were watching the commercials now it's like that's if, true if, i mean it definitely affected it if i can't fast forward it i'm going to my phone you know what i'm saying like all right well i can't fast forward you therefore i'm i'm going to go to my phone and not pay attention to to those commercials so i think i think they have an uphill battle right there and i think that i think that they probably understand that now where it's like you just don't have the same you, the Super Bowl commercial just doesn't pack the same punches it used to. They still charge the money. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> you know what I mean. Well, I mean that's amazing when you think about that. The because everything you just said is true. Like, there's no denying it. Also, the being leaked on the internet early and all that yeah. stuff, just like the suspense and what the American doesn't really have time for. I talked about this with the video game release earlier this year, where people don't want staggered content anymore. Like, if you have it, just give it to me. And that's what's happening with the internet and the leaking and the commercials. Don't make me wait. I know it's ready. Just show it to me. I think, I and think that's who we are now. Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we know it's it's here. You have it. Give just it to like us. Just like TV shows, dude. Don't stagger it out over weeks on end. Just put it on Netflix. I want to watch the whole thing right now. Right. One day I'll finish this whole thing. Um, I, I, I think a part of it is too is that when you've got when you've got like so much hype built up into something when you've got all this like it's super bowl commercials it's super bowl commercials it's super bowl commercials is it really is it really in the company's best interest to 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 try to one up each other or is it like you know what dude maybe in the, this time of like Everything's contentious. Everything's so mad at each other. We're all so pissed at each other. Maybe safe and like secure is the way to go here. No reason to go overboard when it comes to like. Remember years past where they would do like something over like sexual, or they would do something like you know where it's like now it's like trying to protect you. I just want to put forth kind of a boring product here. It did feel back in the day. I don't know how true this is, but it definitely felt like Coke and Pepsi were just like. Rocky and Drago just slugging each other in the middle of the ring. And now it's probably like, dude, I don't want to make a big swing like that because if I make a big swing and it lands in the wrong place, dude, this is going to be a nightmare for the Home Depot. This is going to be a nightmare for, you know, for for, for Budweiser. Let's just play safe. Let's just play secure. Let's stay in our lane and let's not end up on the wrong side of, you know, uh, uh, of this story. You know who found that out the hard way was Ram Trucks. We're going to get into that at 830 because, dude, the, the, the tweets I saw about that, the conversations I saw at the party I was at about that. Like, that seemed to be, like, the big takeaway of the night was the Ram Trucks thing. We'll get into that around 8.30. We'll also talk to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com at 8. And at 7.45 this morning, I don't want to do it. I'll just be honest with you. But I did something. There was, I had an awkward exchange at Busman first Friday. Okay. Oh, man, first Friday. We didn't even talk about first Friday. First Friday. I, I had a very awkward and very tense cut the room with a knife moment that happened at first Friday at Busman and no words were exchanged at all. And it was one of the most awkward situations I've ever been in in my entire life. I was directly responsible for about 60% of it. It will walk you all the way through. This story will walk you all the way through my crazy, neurotic, insane brain and why sometimes I'm just a freak out madness mess of a person. 
this that story will will Man. wrap it all up. I can't wait, dude. What time did you say? Seven forty five. Seven forty five. I'm gonna have to make sure I pay attention, to that, dude. It was <laughs> so Lord. it was so awkward. And to and and and, and I'll ruin it just a little bit for you. Right. Yes, I was eating. <laughs> yes, yes, there was food involved. And it was one of the most awkward situations I've ever been in in my entire life. I'll give you that story at 745. However, now is the time we send you out to California for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Awards. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. I'm Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. I apologize. This one was totally on me. I totally boned this. Your first opportunity at the iHeartRadio Music Awards contest is 9 a.m. I just assumed, like, this was stupid. This was just me not not reading all the way through. I just assumed we were doing it every hour the way we did the cash contest. But 9 a.m. is when we'll send you out to California for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Awards. Dude, I feel bad. Like, my boss went out of his way to put, like, the, all this information in the studio. It's all uh-huh. hanging up right in my position, uh-huh. right where I sit. It's all highlighted. Hey, make sure you read this. And I was mm-hmm. just like, yeah, dude, I bet I know. I know Stansberry's been on the. Yeah, dude, I'm reading my corporate emails like, I recently. Been. I know you have. I know you have. Um, I've been on that. The good news is, is that it's early and I'm going to bet a dollar. Boss man probably uh, stayed up a little too late watching the Super Bowl last night. Maybe a little bit behind the uh, eight ball on the uh, on the schedule today, you know? Yeah. I, I, that's what I'm going to blame it on, uh, being up late watching the Super is. Bowl. That's what I'm blaming it on. I uh, I was under the impression Super Bowl started at eight yesterday. I was very pleasantly surprised yeah. to find out it started at six thirty. Dude, a lot of people hit me up about that. They were like, "Dude, you guys screwed me all up." And I'm glad somebody said something to me too, because my buddy was like, "Dude, what do you mean you're not showing up till eight? Dude, kickoff six thirty. I was like, "Nah, dude, that's when they're going to start pregame." It's like, "No, dude, pregame starts at three o'clock in the afternoon." I was like, "Oh." Yeah. All right. Well, then, yeah. I'll see you guys at five forty-five. Let's do it. Not a uh, not a reliable source of information here. Stands for show. Just not so much. And everything. That's not so much. Here. Yeah, we call that. Yeah, it happens. I enjoyed that game. I lost money and I still liked it. I uh, I feel a little bit bad for Tom Brady. I I mean, dude, you scored thirty three points. You should win. Their defense was a nightmare last night. Yeah, I mean, it was obviously a match of the gunslingers last night. Um, and Tom Brady. I mean, you're gonna hear hot takes today of like, oh, dude, are the Patriots really that good? Does Tom Brady really suck? And it's like, no, he doesn't. He's actually pretty pretty damn good right there. I you know, I um five hundred and five yards, three touchdowns, over over a thousand for the two teams combined is what I heard this morning, and a thousand frigging yards. The only thing I will say is if you feel like you're one of those guys who is a defensive purist and you're looking for the game to be a defensive you know uh, battle it, it it was not last night so I, mean, I guess that's the complaint of the game is they don't play defense Tom anymore. Brady had a better game than the Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles had a better game more yards same amount of touchdowns no interceptions I mean he had a better game and people are going to talk about how he's a bum you're right. It's crazy. Well, I mean, to talk about him as he's a bomb, but I mean, it, 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 how much how much do you put on Tom Brady of number one when he fumbled it, and number two when he didn't grab that pass? Like you had a trick play going there, and like Tom Brady, if you just would have stretched out a little bit more, I agree. I, I don't know how he didn't catch that. I don't know how he didn't catch that ball either. I guess Gronk would not commit to playing again next year, um, so people are saying he's probably going to retire. Maybe he'll retire. I. So, a lot of stuff going on with this game last night. I uh, I think what you're seeing out of the Patriots is no team is is unpenetrable from, from madness. You got McDaniels leaving to go run Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. You got Patricia, leave, their defensive coordinator, leaving to go run things in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And you saw it last night. Like, you could see it. Like, they were just not as 
mechanically sound as they've been known to be. Here's what else I'll say. Even though he played pretty good last night, he, Tom Brady looked like a human. And I don't care what he says, he ain't playing till 45, bro. Like, he ain't playing till 45. The thing, the thing I, I, I That's know, five more years. Right. Five more years. There's no way he's playing elite level until 45. There's no way. If you want to Kobe Bryant it or Brett Favre it and hang on for too long, yeah, Tom Brady can do that. He I don't could do see it for another Brady. five. But, right, I, I, I don't see him. I don't see that. And, and let's be real, too. I mean, losing's a tough thing to do for anybody, but especially for those guys. And, and, and whether... Whether, however you predicted it, I predicted it, or, or, or anyone on you know the Talking Heads predicted it, I'm sure deep down inside, Gronk, Brady, and Belichick all knew they were going to win. Deep down inside, yeah. they knew they were going to win, and they were wrong. And now all of a sudden, you wake up today, and it's like, man, I'm 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 another day older. I'm going to be another year older. I'm going to be, you know, is this getting further away from me than than my, you know, is my prime in my rearview window right? Did you see this game clock jump? This guy's been on me since last night. He's the only person that saw this. He sent me video of it where apparently the game clock jumps like ten seconds in time. I didn't see it. I, I don't. I, I mean, I watched the video he sent me, and I, I, I mean, I guess is he making the claim that it was pro patriots or anti patriots? I, I don't know. He's like he just says it looks like cheating. I didn't see it. What is what live when I watched it? I didn't see it. What is last night pulling off? Philly pulling off the upset due to the narrative of the NFL cheats to help the Patriots. Yeah, the NFL has never cheated to help the Patriots. I, I keep trying to tell people this. I don't understand. Like I had this conversation last night at the Super Bowl party I was at. Which is, dude, why didn't we hate the Bulls in the 90s? Like, dude, that was about as dominant as you could be. Yet we hate the Patriots for being dominant. Why is that? I don't think anything else has changed. We changed. We became bitter. We became, and now we all have our opinion. And God forbid we don't express it at a moment's notice via these social media sites. And so now everything just becomes, I hate this. I didn't like this. I hate this. And guys, for you guys constantly accuse me of being a hater of new things. You just don't like anything. You hate everything. I like excellence. I like when thing I like I like Tom Brady. I like when Tom Brady's good. Like so I so I I don't get it. Although I'll tell you what I did not love last night. And the people are gonna people and again, people hit me up on Twitter it was like shocker, you didn't like it. But I didn't hate it either. Was the halftime show. It was just okay. I think this is one of these things now where it goes one of two ways. Either you cannot do it right, or if you're even remotely good at it, it was like the best experience ever. I mean, Justin, he was inclusive, and like, look at the outfit, and like, it just like you keep reading for meaning in something. And I just thought he was just okay. Out of JT, I expected a lot more than that. Now, maybe it was my expectations are out of whack. That I will totally make room for that. But when I was told it was going to be Justin Timberlake, I expected to turn on the TV last night and be blown away during the halftime show. And even the women at the Super Bowl party I was at last night were like, this is boring. I, I think last night, and much like I said with the commercials, I think last night was just like a safe thing for him where it was like, hey, man, I've got 12 minutes. I'm going to play as many of my hit songs as I can possibly play. Got a band to play with me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't think that I, I don't think he he pushed it as far as he could have. And I think that was an intentional decision just based oh, on. Oh, you could tell. 
Like, all right, oh, man, you, hey, here's my 12 best songs and enjoy them. You like, could tell. It was a, it was an effort to make it as middle of the road, vanilla as it could possibly be. It came off that way, and it was lackluster. I, I thought he I thought he danced well. I thought he sang well, and I thought the production was cool. I, was it the best ever? No, but I, I didn't think it sucked at all. It I was thought a, it was pretty good. It was a very forgettable halftime experience. Very forgettable. Like, I did not care about that at all. And I'm a JT fan. Been a fan since Crimea River. And dude, he played it, which I thought was cool. I wasn't sure he was going to, so I thought that was cool. I mean, he's amazing. But he, as a guy who does not love Bruno Mars, Bruno Mars did a way better job. What do you think that was? What did Bruno Mars do that Justin Timberlake didn't? I don't know. It was just, dude. It, like I couldn't take my eyes off of Bruno, and I didn't even really like that. And I really, at the end of the day, I like like two Bruno Mars songs. The rest of his songs I find wildly annoying. I thought the Prince tribute last night was excellent. I thought that was good. You have to do it. You're in Minnesota. There's no way not to do it. Makes all the sense in the world. But I didn't get it. I, I just, I was like, ah, this is, I mean, like I said, even the women at the party I was at were like, I love this guy. I have tickets to go next month. And this is boring. I mean, that was the word used. Boring. And that outfit was atrocious. But I kept seeing this last night. Needs to be more rock bands playing, playing the halftime show. Needs to be more rock bands, man. Then I'll watch it. You name me the rock band that can pull that off right now. I'll wait. Name it. Who is it? It's going to be a, a it's going to be a nostalgia act. It has to be. There's no modern rock band. People are saying to me, get the killers. Bro. What? The Killers? So not ready for that moment. The, 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 the bands that could arguably fill the hole would be um, Metallica. I think you could go up there, and since Axel would be introduced or would be a part of both, I think you'd go up there and have ACDC and Guns N' Roses play a dual show with Axel Rose headlining both of them. And I, I think, think both that done would, it. I, I think. I mean, but if, if we're looking at bands that could like pull today, maybe Foo Fighters. Maybe I don't think so. I think Dave Grohl gets a lot more. Here's the thing: I love Dave Grohl, and he's deserving of most of the credit he gets. But those last two albums have been just sort of. They but, weren't great. Outside of like those ba- three bands, essentially that I just named, I can't think of like you can't put Corn up there. You no. can't be like, oh, well, we're gonna put like Godsmack up there. We're gonna put you know, we're gonna put Volbeat up there. We're gonna put Avenged Sevenfold. No, you're not. No, you're like, not. No, you're not. No, you're not. Hey, it needs to be a huge wide net. And I'll tell you the one rock band that keeps coming up in mind that I don't even really like a whole lot. Like I like them, but they're not one of my favorites. Is the Red Hat Chili Peppers make sense to me? But that is a ton of hits. Yeah. And they're safe. The Red Hat Chili Now, which is hilarious when you think about the fact that they used to be the tube sock on the penis dudes. The Red Hat Chili Peppers, to me, feel like that would be a good guest spot. Like, that would be a good, hey, Katy Perry's up there, and now the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and they're both going to do give it away. See, that's Dave Grohl to me. Right. Okay. That's Dave Dave Grohl to me, which is, dude, have them be part of it. But I don't think the Foo Fighters, and I love the Foo Fighters, but I don't, dude, that's a big huge moment. I'm hearing Nickelback. They're definitely popular enough, but they haven't been I don't... I think five years ago you could have said Nickelback. I don't think you can say Nickelback today. And they're too much of a punchline now. I would agree with that statement. They're too much of a punchline. Like, Kiss did it. They were great at it. Tom Petty did it. They were great at it. Different Queen, era? You know what I mean? Like, Queen did it. Oh, I mean, it wasn't that long ago. How long? I mean... I mean before the 2000s, right? I think oh, Tom Petty might have been 2000. When that, I mean, he's dead now, so he's not doing it. No, he's not. Um, but like, I just, I, 
what I'm saying is, is I don't feel like Rock gets slighted in this. Like I kept hearing that. It's like, you know, they just they, they just don't respect rock bands. There's no respectable rock band. Like they're just not around. I'll wait. Somebody send it to me. Uh, but uh, they, they're not going to fill it. It needs. But here's what people don't understand. It's not just a concert at a sporting event. No. This is why half the people who watch this thing tune in to watch it. Half the people who watch the Super Bowl are there for that. So it, you got to give them some. You got to give them like a huge star. And Rock is suffering stars. And I've told you for five years now why that is. And it's because everybody is a soft little bitch right now. And Rock is about damn the man, aggressive mentality. Everybody's out to get me. It's me versus the world and aggression and drugs and alcohol and all that stuff. It's like, well, you might have a drinking problem underneath all of this. I mean, Sarah's like, if all your songs are about booze. It's like everybody's a crying, wimpy little bitch right now. And that's why Rock cannot be center stage at the Super Bowl. It's as easy as that. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Online for you. WRQK.com. 9 a.m. We'll send you out to California for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Awards. Going back to California for that. That's pretty awesome. We'll send you 9 a.m. this morning. Uh, before the break, we were talking to halftime show, which the Super Bowl is going to be a big part of what we do this morning. Uh, I, I would imagine most of it, to be honest with you. Mark tweeting in and asked me, he goes, dude, I'm no expert. But the audio for Timberlake last night just didn't sound right to me. It sounded really quiet. I could I could barely hear, hear him sing at all. Love your thoughts. Love the show. Uh, yeah, I heard other people complaining about that. My uh, my my friend Jamie's wife turned the volume up to like 300 because she's like a Timberlake like super fan, and so I heard him fine. But there were, I would say, I would admit that that there there were mixing issues. Um, people were accusing him of lip syncing last night, and I felt like you could hear him sing and breathe, and like I felt like now nah, I can. I feel like he's singing this. He obviously had a backing track, but like, welcome to live performances in 2018. If you don't think that the Super Bowl is like, nah, dude, you're going to have some backup vocals behind you there. Just in case. Just in case. I mean, of course they do. But no, I don't think he was lip syncing at all. I don't. I mean, other than like standard lip syncing. Yeah, backtracking's not yeah, lip syncing. I, mean, I, 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 did, I, I didn't see that last night. As a matter of fact, I, when I heard him, there were a couple of times you could hear him full breath in between words where it was like, oh, like he's doing this. Which I actually liked. And again, I'm a Timberlake fan. And I didn't hate it. I'm not sitting here telling you it was like the biggest abomination ever or whatever. It just, I expected, my expectations were out of whack, I suppose. Like, because of who it was, I expected to be blown away by it. And I was just kind of like, oh, all right. I mean, when the selfie kid in the stand is the biggest thing to happen with it, or like the highlight of it, that to me kind of undersells how the rest of it went. Like it kind of it kind of tells you like it's like that ah, the rest of it is kind of lackluster. I, I wonder how much of that, like I kind of said, was by design. I mean, you just look back at the last Super Bowl performance he had, where oh, there was I think a so lot. much controversy Yo, I think and a lot, so yeah. much it was probably just like, no, dude, you're going up there, you're singing twelve songs, and you're getting off the stage. Like, and I, I, there was a little bit of me was like, well, like, like, good, bro, that's what I wanted. You went up there and you danced around a bunch and you sang, and then there was a marching band, and then it was over, and it was like, all right, yeah, Justin Timberlake. I guess. Yeah, it just it you know to me it was like let's play this as safe as we possibly can right down the middle and it, it left me underwhelmed it just it just left me underwhelmed i asked for uh, some opinions on who could play it um i'm hearing five finger death punch guys not what? even close what not even close nowhere near a big enough band not even not even not even close not even in the ballpark dude I, as a matter of fact i 
again, at a lot of Super Bowl parties last night, if you would have mentioned that name to people, there were going to be more than enough people would be like, who the hell is what? that? What? Who aren't going to know? And that's what I'm saying. It needs to be legitimately somebody so big that most of you hate them because of how big it is. Because yeah. of how big they are. That's, I mean, that's kind of like the line you have to use there. And I mean, that's why those bands like Nickelback and Red Hot Chili Peppers are at least plausible thoughts there. We're like Five Finger Death Punch, not even in the realm of like a possibility. Like I jokingly said last night, let's get Three Six Mafia to do it. Like obviously Three Six Mafia not is it. not doing the halftime show. But again, I don't feel like rock music gets slighted in this regard. There's just not a big enough band right now. Yeah, I don't think, I I think there's not a big enough audience for it, A, and there's not a big enough band for it, B, where it's just, you've got both, both levels there where it's like, no, that's not going to work on any, for, for the, for the NFL's goals, and the NFL's goals are different than what your goals are of like, well, dude, I want to see a kick ass rock show. It's like, no, dude, we want people to pay attention to the Pepsi halftime show. Now, I have suggested a band for years and have been scoffed at for years but he's approaching nostalgia act it like part of his career now where i will still make the argument that nine inch nails is a big enough artist to do it they are big enough does it fit what the nfl wants for a halftime show it does not but neither did I mean Metallica did what they did the I mean Kiss doesn't necessarily fit what they what they really want either. What year was Kiss? I think that was two thousand. Okay, I think that was two thousand. I, I just I mean I just think from from the perspective of like the NFL's goals here and like I said I mean their goals are the most eyeballs that they can get on it. You have to be realistic and I mean I I, I just I just don't see any of these suggestions that we've gotten off of Twitter or Facebook as like real plausible things. I'm glad that that's your favorite band, guys, but like that doesn't. Mean Mean that they're worthy of being up on that stage. Half those bands can't move tickets. Right. Half those bands need seven thousand other bands to play in a field in the middle of nowhere somewhere, so people will even go. Right. 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 I mean, Rock on the Range sells out because there's eighty friggin' bands there. Any right. one of those bands on their own are, are playing small rooms. It's just the way it is. Okay. All right. So I got a couple of options here that aren't crazy, right. but I think a couple of them have already done it. Green Day already did it. Right. Not that not you can't know. do it again. Timberlake had already done it too. Green Day's big enough to do it for sure. That is a big enough brand. It's like your girlfriend's favorite rock band. It's like, you know what I mean? Everybody kind of knows Green Day. Now, I'm not the biggest fan. I went and saw them this last summer at Blossom. They were really good. But I'm not the biggest fan. A little puby for me. Sold out of Blossom? Oh, if it wasn't, it was damn close. I mean, it was like, dude, I mean, we were packed in there tight. Because that, that's the thing is like, once again, that feels like a complimentary band. That feels like, all right, hey, we're having an artist, and then Green Day's going to come out and play a song with them. That doesn't that doesn't feel like on its own it would be enough for me. The other suggestions are Pearl Jam, which again, we're going to get into them around 7.30 this morning because somebody has pr- presented a pretty interesting argument uh, about Pearl Jam. Yeah, they're big enough. They could do it. I, again, a lot of people saying Foo Fighters. I don't see the Foo Fighters. I'm sorry. I love Dave Grohl. I don't see it. I just... I, I think Dave, like Fantone said, he's a perfect guest. Like if if you're gonna have like, hey, well, I don't know, we'll do a rock medley in this too. And Dave Grohl comes out with his guitar and his hair's like flying around. But like I think a full blown Foo Fighters halftime set, I'm not sure it's the right call. I I love them, but I mean, dude, like when's the last time they had a like a smash hit? It's been a while. I mean, a little bit of a while. The last couple of albums have felt a little unfinished out of Dave and the rest of that band. I love them. 
but it's I I don't think people understand what an undertaking the Super Bowl show is. And I think you got to remember, you need to want to watch it, and so does my mom. And that's why, like, Five Finger Death Punch, dude, they're never even going to come close. And why my argument for Nine Inch Nails doesn't really hold up all that well either. I just think he is a big enough artist. I mean, dude, Rolling Stone named him Artist of the Decade. It doesn't get any bigger than that. So he's definitely got the name and the brand, but it does not fit necessarily with what the NFL wants to do. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. We have Kid Rock tickets. We'll pass those out. Definitely not right for the... For the halftime show at the Super Bowl, Kid Rock, I would I would say he's probably not. People were arguing with me about this, like because I had said Nine Inch Nails, and they're like, Foo Fighters is a bigger band. They sold out Wembley, and yes, they are a much more mass appeal band than Nine Inch Nails. I was just giving you a band I would like to. Nine Inch Nails is not right for the halftime show. I would just like to see it. Doesn't mean they're right. They'd be t- they're they're a terrible. As a matter of fact, I don't think Metallica is the best pick. They're a great band. They're bigger than all these bands combined. As far as popularity goes, mass appeal goes, dude, they're, I mean, they dwarf the Foo Fighters in popularity. It's not even close. But they're not the right fit. They still feel weird. It just feels strange. When you try to confine rock like that in an environment like that, it doesn't feel right. Where like a top 40 art- artist, you slide them right in there, and it's kind of like this is what they do. Shuck, jive, dance on TV. It's what they do. So they just fit the mold better. But I'm not arguing, I, like if you ask me, hey, we're going to go with Nine Inch Nails or Foo Fighters, I greenlight the Foo Fighters before I greenlight Nine Inch Nails. I just would like to see Nine Inch Nails. But I, you'll never see it. But they were also voted Artists of the Decade. Foo Fighters ain't never getting that. And they're good, but they ain't getting that. Which is not going to happen. I'm happy for Philly, man. They're celebrating like crazy. Although I will never understand burning my city down. I will never get it. Whether we're riding over inequality or if we're riding because a sports team won, it's a dumb and stupid look. I don't understand burning cities down. I do not get it. I also don't get I saw a video just about 10 minutes ago of a guy picking up a piece of like horse crap off the ground from one of the police like horses, and he ate it. It doesn't seem like a good celebration at all. Like, I understand getting drunk, like, yeah, man, feeling good, but eating poop, that doesn't seem like a celebratory thing. And I mean... I've been hammered a lot in my life. Never that drunk. Never that drunk. As a matter of fact, you know who else was drunk last night? It was little Kevin Hart. Yeah, he was. Kevin Hart crashed the NFL uh, network stage, and this happened. The Patriots took the lead late in the game. You guys didn't flinch. Sorry to interrupt, but I got a special fan for you. How's Kevin Hart? I hate when they do this, by the way. I hate when that happens. Like, do get your security under control. That's a live television environment. Do not let somebody crash the set like that. I don't care how big they are. Get it cleared. We'll come back from commercial break and like get it set up and get the host ready and all this stuff because then it just comes off like a mess and then stuff like this happens. Here you go. Fly. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Fly this line. That's right, baby. Not quite 83 to 6, but they got it done, right? We got it done. It doesn't matter. We got it done. How'd you feel when Brady had that ball and got sacked? Lost the ball. I'll say this. We're very lucky to have this guy a part of this team. I've been drinking. I'm I was going <laughs> to say, he's obviously hammered. <laughs> I'm on cloud nine. The celebration early. No, I'm, I started the celebration early, but it was supposed to happen. It happened. You called it. It was supposed man. to happen. You called it. Standing behind you. I don't want you to fall off the stage. Wait, get off me. I don't want you to fall Wait, off the I'm, stage. Not, I'm not drunk. Get off of me. <laughs> 
I'm having a good time. Get off of me. <laughs> How do you celebrate this win tonight? What do you do from here? You know what? Philadelphia is a great city. I thought. I hope this is an example of what we can do. Yeah, he's drunk. We gave a. Oh. And then it's over. See, this is exactly why you don't do that. Why would I? And I get it. He's Kevin Hart, one of the biggest stars in the world right now, selling out arenas, sometimes, you know, back to back nights. I mean, he's a huge star right now, killing it at the box office in the movies, the whole thing. But why do you do that in a live environment? You know, nothing good's gonna, nothing good's gonna come from that. Why would you do that? He uh, he also got denied. He was trying to get up on stage when they were doing like the actual trophy presentation with the team. Right? Like and, why? Like, I guess like I mean I understand you. You're a celebrity and you're going to want to be a part of uh, the festivities and you're going to want to like special treatment. And I totally get that. I'm not coming down on Kevin Hart. Like, dude, you don't deserve special. I treatment. am. That's like, a that's a douchebag move. I'm totally well, coming. That's a douchebag move. When when you're making it all about yourself like this, when you're like over to stepping guys' moments, that's where the problem comes, dude. I don't have a problem with you being out on the field, but you trying to get up on stage with players. Oh yeah, that's, that that's too far. That's dude. That's not your place. That's not your place. You're not, I mean, you can make the argument you weren't even the most famous Phillies or uh, Eagles fan in attendance as, you know, Bradley Cooper was in the owner's box. People are going to make that about race at some point. You just watch. You just watch. That'll be that, that, that'll be what happened. Well, but I mean, he's big enough to get special treatment for there. sure. Like you, can, I mean, you're Kevin Hart. You're right. Like you're dude, selling out major, major arenas. Yeah, no, like, dude, he's a star for sure. But dude, you don't go up on the stage. You don't do that. You're not as I just I will never understand. But this is what happens, dude. You give people millions of dollars. You, everybody kisses their ass for three years, tells them how great they are, and they just feel like every moment then is all about them. When it's like, dude, you're four foot tall. You couldn't play football if your life depended on it. I love Kevin Hart. He's hilarious. I'll never make the argument he's not a funny comedian. He's hilarious. But what a bad look. And NFL Network, what are you doing? Like, you know you're in a live environment. You know nothing good will come of that. And now you got actionable things happening from the FCC on your airwaves. Now, nothing will happen, I would no, imagine. they'll be fine. They're going to be fine. But why would you risk your broadcast license to put Kevin Hart up on stage? I don't get that at all. In Philly, I don't understand burning your city down. I don't get it. Now, I can't knock them because if this happened here, we would do this. Although I would not do this because I'm a grown-up who doesn't have to light things on fire to celebrate or to throw a temper tantrum and things don't go my way. Now, I was going to say, I mean, you think Philly would have been worse off if they would have lost? Yes. I mean. You ever been there? Yeah. That is a mean city. It is a mean, bitter, we're, we're not New York, but we're an hour train ride away city. They uh, Dude, that is one of the biggest chips on shoulders I've ever seen in my life. Now, the food's great, and there's a lot of cultural stuff. There's a lot of museums, a lot of that stuff. Dude, Philly's a cool city. Don't get me wrong. But the people who live there are mean, bro. Dude, they dude, they threw snowballs at Santa. Santa! They're just bitter, bro, because they're not New York, and they're so close, and they just have that little brother syndrome on them, and it just reeks of it in the entire city. You can just feel it. And that's where a lot of the bitterness comes from. I can't believe that, and I guess maybe I just not looking back at the NFL enough, I can't believe that was Philadelphia's first Super Bowl. Like, that was kind of like, man. To win? Yeah. Like, that was their first Super Bowl victory yesterday. And I was just like, I'm a little surprised by that. 
They lost that one in 1980, right? Yeah. Was that really the first Super Bowl? That's what I heard yesterday. I mean, that was kind of like the first their first Super Bowl victory right there. Yeah, I mean, they lost when Donovan went. The team's just been around forever to me, so it's just like somewhere in the in the in the in the chronicles of of, of Philadelphia Eagles history, there would have been something there. But you no. know why I question that? Because I read 15 articles this morning where people were referring to news outlets were referring to the XFL as the ZFL, and I read in our, another article a local story about somebody saw something happen live, and it was a woman, and they had it as he saw it like six different times in the article because nobody checks anything anymore, and so like I. I I, I trust you. I just just feels weird. You're right. That does feel strange for that. Yeah, 2018 only uh, a Super Bowl victory wow. right there. Yeah. Wow, that for for a legendary brand like that, you're absolutely right. That does feel strange. We've been arguing music all morning, and there uh, I saw an argument surrounding 90s grunge music over the weekend, where I saw what this guy was saying, and I was like, you can't say that. That's ludicrous. And the more I think about it. I think the more he's got me on his side. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Sending you out to California for the 2018 iHeart Radio Music Awards coming up at 9 o'clock this morning. Fantone, what's going on with your charge, buddy? Uh, dude, a huge victory this past weekend at the Canton Civic Center. So shout out to everybody who came out. Uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, the charge, uh, led by Ante Zizic on loan from the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, just put an ass whooping down, dude. I mean, it was just nice. a dominant performance. Uh, right now, they are heading out west, followed by the NBA G League All-Star break. Uh, but coming back to the Civic Center on the 21st. Uh, so tickets are available for that game. All you got to do is hit up the Canton Civic Center box office. Of course, CantonCharge.com. And then on the 23rd, buddy, I know it's your favorite night. Number one, we're playing the uh, the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. So yeah. you know you're going to hooked up with a Terminex shirt there. And number two, it's Dollar Dog Night on the 23rd. So oh, uh, plenty, like of, plenty of awesome Canton Charge action coming up. I like that. So I saw an article over the weekend. We've been arguing music all morning, so it seems like today's the right day to do this. Where a guy's making an argument about the 90s grunge era that when I first heard it, I was like, you can't say that. That's crazy. But then I thought about it all weekend and I was like, well, wait a minute. You can say that because I think he might be right. And that is he claims that the more influential band to come out of that 90s era is not Nirvana, that actually Pearl Jam is the most influential band to come out of that era. Now, see, this will put this kind of shoots a hole in one of my boats because I've always felt like and I loved Nirvana when they were out. okay? but I have always made the argument about Nirvana that all they were was the kiss of the 90s music. Not that great. They just made a bunch of people want to play the guitar. Okay, Ace Frehley's not a great guitar player, but he made more dudes want to play the guitar than anybody in the world. And I kind of felt like Nirvana was very influential in that way because I think even people who can't play instruments were like, well, I could do that. Well, yeah, dude. I mean, there's a uh, there's a a, it's down tuned three chord music. It's I mean, it's pretty. I mean, it's simple. There's a rapper right now who's like making a real big name for himself on the Internet post Malone because he's going around essentially playing Nirvana songs and trying to like cash in on that grunge on that grunge feel. Um, so yeah, dudes who cannot play instruments can totally play Nirvana songs. Um, 
but no, I, I mean, I'll take that line of of they're like of, the kiss they of made, the nineties. They made people, you know. At first, I'm like, no, well, did, dude, Kurt Cobain wasn't wearing makeup, but you're right. They made people want to play. Not, I'll, I'll take that. Not the most musically sound band ever, but the songs are short. They're catchy. They were about the right things. Okay. Okay. But like. This guy's making the argument, and I don't think it's crazy that if Kurt Cobain had not have committed suicide slash been murdered, I believe Courtney killed him. All right. Okay. I watched that like soaked in bleach soaked or whatever bleach. it was, and it's like, dude, she's guilty. Lock her up. Now, was that a little bit? Because I have not watched Soaked in Bleach yet. Dude, but watch that. Anytime I watch a documentary, I always have to say to myself, dude, they're putting dramatic music behind it. Okay. Is, it, was, it was a good evidence. The, or private, was it- the private investigator she hired okay. to look into the case. Flipped and then testified against her. Jeez. Like, way, like, well, not testified against her is probably the wrong terminology. Went to the cops and was like, uh, I think she did it. Really? really? Like, dude, you need, like, okay. watch Soak right, right, right. I'll take a Sainsbury recommendation. But this guy claims, from Thrillist is where this comes from, claims that had it not been for Cobain's death, that Pearl Jam would be sitting here victorious as the band that. Put it the death nail in hair metal, and that more bands sounded like Pearl Jam after like the grunge thing kind of fizzled than Nirvana, and he's right. Mm, is he? He points to Stone Temple Pilots and Scott Weiland's voice on on the album Core. And dude, who's he sound like? Got the pickle in the mouth like Eddie. I got the pickle yeah, in the side yeah. of my mouth like Eddie. Yeah. Like they, dude, what Scott Stapp sound like? Yeah, Scott Stapp sounded like Eddie. Yeah. All right. Okay. I mean, dude, big bands. What does Nickelback sound more like? Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Yeah. I mean, dude, like they have definitely. See, here's why people right now in their car are going, "No way," and it's because Pearl Jam has stayed at the party. Yeah. And so you kind of feel like, well, yeah. you're no longer releasing ten, so you kind of suck now. Even though, dude, they sold out. I believe it was what the Cubs. Place. I mean, twice last year, they're selling it out again this year. Like, Pearl Jam is a massive artist. And I got to tell you, I think a better catalog, right? I mean, 10 is hard to beat. Like, I mean, 10 is a cover to cover album. Even, even if we're going to like, even if we're going to say just like to compare apples to apples here of like when they were really at their peak, when they were really, really song to song, like comparisons. Pickle in the mouth. I do think that Pearl Jam wrote the better songs. Like, I do. I mean, Nirvana probably wrote the cooler songs. <sighs> I, well, okay. I mean, that's a personal thing. I mean, I, you know what I mean? I can't tell you what, what's cooler to you. I. Nirvana sounds more like stuck in a time capsule of the 90s than Pearl Jam does to me. Like, Pearl Jam, like, that's not the first thing I think of. Like, like, and again, it, I think it's part of MTV's fault and Rolling yeah. Stone's fault. Because, do they just told us how visionary, like, Kurt Cobain was. Well, and it, it all goes back to the death, dude. I mean, you can't deny that there's some romanticizing of Kurt Cobain and the skills that he had and the, and the quality of Nirvana's music just because of the death. It's like Tupac and Biggie. I've made that argument a hundred times. Phenomenal rappers. I am not saying either of those dudes yeah, suck. Say, Biggie's pretty good. I'm not dude. saying either one of those guys sucks. Pa- I, Party, Party. <laughs> I'm just saying when you get Biggie's taken when you get taken out of the game early, so much of it becomes like, well, he was always going to be just as good as he was on that first album. Why he, didn't it? Why didn't it do it to Allison James? Uh, it's died the same year. 
I guess, I guess, why didn't it? Because Allison Chains soldiered on. Because Allison Chains picked up a new singer and became a new version of Allison Chains. A watered down, uh, what people say is a watered down version of themselves. I don't, I don't agree with that. But, but it is like, although it is, they are like going to see the best Allison Chains cover band ever. A little bit there, and I mean, like, they they came out with good music afterwards. So I think that's a part of it. Is that. You only have that memory of Kurt Cobain. You don't have him uh, putting out a 2007 record that was supposed to be a pop record. With, you know what I mean? Like, and we this all would have been like, "Oh, it's terrible." This is Heath Ledger is the best Joker ever. Mm-hmm. This is the Crow's amazing because Brandon Lee mm-hmm. died. Yeah, there is arguments in that. I personally, I think Pearl Jam. Okay, Nirvana never had a record, in my opinion, as good as Ten. Now, I would say, however, Pearl Jam never had a song as big as Smells Like Teen Spirit. Right? Like, I get Jeremy and, like, some of those songs and even Flo, they were big. But in my, maybe this is just how I view it. It feels as if Smells Like Teen Spirit is a bigger musical contribution than any one song Pearl Jam put out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you can't deny the anthem like qualities of "Smells Like Teen Spirit." I mean, it was. It, is a part of that. Is a part of that. Did Kurt just better personify the, the stereotype yes. of the '90s, he like did. that that depressed, like my clothes don't fit and I haven't washed them in a while, and like my parents just got divorced, and Eddie Vedder didn't feel depressed to me. Kurt Cobain felt very depressed to me. Kurt Cobain sold teenage angst better than anybody I've ever seen. Yeah, I never bought that from Pearl Jam. I never thought when I was 15 years old, I never thought Pearl Jam songs were about me. I thought Nirvana songs were about me. (sighs) Influential. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's where you got to get hung up on this. Because I was like, eh. Because here's the thing. Like, I've told this story before. I know exactly where I was the first time I ever heard Smells Like Teen Spirit. I was leaving Mr. Hero in Twinsburg, no longer there, after a shift I just worked with my buddy Jeremy Kersey. We were in my mom's brown Chevy Celebrity. Just smelling like Roman burgers. Some things never change. And blunt wraps. <laughs> and blunt wraps. <laughs> and we get in my mom's, like, brown Chevy Celebrity, four-door. And my buddy Jeremy says, dude, wait till you hear this. And he put a tape in, and he played me Smells Like Teen. It's the first time I ever heard it. And I remember thinking to myself, what in the hell is that? And you just knew, oh, things are going to be different. Like, I was sitting there in a Motley Crue t-shirt probably, and I was like, oh, oh, things are going to be different. Yeah, other bands, I mean, don't get me wrong, there was a... Let's And let's be fair to the situation, Guns N' Roses killed the hair metal Yeah, there was scene. a transition in between hair metal and grunge, but Nirvana does get that credit. Nirvana does get the nail in the coffin credit there. They do. And I was wrong. I misspoke. I, this, I, I've been fact-checked, and this is absolutely true. Lane Staley died on the same day. It was a separate year. Allison Chains had already kind of peaked and then fallen. Chris, thank you for that. I was wrong on that. You are right about that. That's where I got that confused. So you are right about that. They had already seen their star fall. And Nirvana, I mean, dude, the guy died at the height of it. So, yeah, like, you're going to get... It's like the Janis Joplin thing. It's like, the, you know what I mean, the Hendrix thing. It's like you take people too early, 
And now all of a sudden you get like skyrocketed in this superstardom. Because at that point, like I said, you're, you're, you're fantasizing about what would have been. You don't have to deal with the reality of the crappy Nirvana album from 2001. And you don't have to deal with the crappy Kurt Cobain project from 2007. And you don't have to deal with Kurt and Dave fighting in 2015 about going on tour because none of that ever happened. So like you do just have the best of the best in your mind. And like, yeah, man, I remember Smells Like Teen Spirit too. You don't have to worry. You don't have to. You don't have to filter through the crap like you do with other bands. I'm not even sure either one of these bands were the best band from the era. True to the heart, best. Because here's the thing: we're just getting in such weird conversations because it's like, well, the best, the most influential, like the great well, influential. Know. I think Pearl Jam influenced. I think okay. I think it's. It all depends on what you mean by influence. I think Nirvana probably influenced more bands to pick up and play, but Pearl Jam definitely has le- left a stronger, lasting, influential sound on the music. Okay. I think more people okay. tried to, to be a garage band because of Nirvana, but the bands who ended up making it copied the Pearl Jam model, not the Nirvana model. More fans like Nirvana, more artists like Pearl Jam. Yeah. Where I personally think Soundgarden may have been the best of all, although Alice in Chains is my favorite out of all like those the big four grunge bands, which, by the way, look how robbed of that we got. Thanks, Heroin. Like, look how robbed we got of that. Like, imagine the big four grunge. Like, that would be a great tour. You can ar- definitely argue your favorite versus best, because I'll agree with you. I think Soundgarden was the best of those bands. My like- favorite was Alice in Chains. Now, my favorite band out of that whole scene were the Screaming Trees, but nobody has any idea who the hell they are. But, like, that's, like, my favorite band from that era. But I think Alice in Chains, for me, has the strongest catalog out of all three of those major bands. And then it would be Soundgarden for me. And then Pickle in the Mouth, Pearl Jam, and Nirvana, actually, all these years later. Which just goes to show you, because if you would have asked me then in the moment, it would have been, Kurt knows, man. He just knows. Of course. Like, driving around solid, and these windows are all foggy from smoking all these blunts. I mean, Kurt, he just gets me, and my parents don't, and so, like, Kurt knows. Like, I would have totally been one of those. But as an adult, looking back on it, Pearl Jam has left a much stronger legacy in other bands than the way they sound. I th- dude, when I read this at first, I was like, this guy's nuts. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, nah, dude, like this guy's kind of on it. So I had a very awkward situation happen. Oh, God, I can't wait for this. At First Friday in Busbin. And I'm directly to blame. Okay. <laughs> yes, I was eating. And no words were exchanged. And yet it was one of the most awkward things I've ever had to live through in my life. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Kenton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Still have Kid Rock tickets. We'll pass those out before the end of the program. He's playing the queue February 24th. Uh, Victoria writing in and says, Stansberry, I was listening and I already forgot. What's the name of that Nirvana documentary you were talking about? And it's soaked in bleach. And it. I walked away from watching it. Now, it's been about a year since I watched it. But I walked away. My old radio boss is the guy who hit me up and was like, yo, dude, you need to watch this. This is crazy. And so I watched it. And he was like, dude, I think she did it. And then I watched it. I was like, I called him. I was like, dude, I think she did it. Man. Like, I'm telling you, dude, I walked away thinking... Courtney Love needs to be in a jail cell right now. What do you think? Why? I mean, like, if there's if there's evidence, why didn't she go? Like, what got her off the hook there? I don't know. No, I know. I, I forget the whole. I, I, I forget the whole like details okay. of the movie. All I know is that the main guy 
being interviewed in it was a guy she once hired to find the killer, and then he ends up saying, well, you're the killer. It was probably just quick enough to brush it off as like, yo, heroin and shotgun, and there it is. There's the equation to, uh, to you know, Kurt, Kurt Cobain's death. But I think it's pretty easy for, I mean, sad rock star right. shot himself. Right. Case closed. Like, I, I think it's obvious that that could have happened. Speaking of sad rock stars, if this wouldn't have happened, would Linkin Park have been an appropriate halftime band? Yes. You think so? Okay. Big enough, wide enough net, okay. slew of hits, okay. appeal, mass appeal to a lot of different age groups. Yes, Linkin Park would have been a home run. Sorry, Chester. Would have been a home run. So over the weekend, I had a very awkward interaction with another human being, and no words were exchanged. All right. No words. Okay. Now, if I'm, being, if I'm going to tell the story properly, we have to go back to Christmas. Right, because this is where this starts, is at Christmas. So you and I are at that Christmas bar for our holiday party. Now known as that chocolate bar, by the way. Ding. (laughs) Ding. Got it in there there for you, Scott. Don't worry, Scott. Don't worry, gotcha. Don't worry, we got it, buddy. So there I am at that Christmas bar. In the bag at this point. Because they're now opening the bar to the public. We had to like rent it out for like the first hour and a half or whatever. And so we got a little liquored up, and then they let the public in. Right. And in walks a woman that night that I had been out on, I believe, two dates with. Okay. And for some reason or another, it had kind of fizzled out. She was still transitioning out of an uh, out of a previous relationship that was a marriage, and that can get sticky. And she was still kind of working through that. And so I had kind of like pulled back. I was like, ah, I, I don't know if I really want to get involved in all this. Let's wait until this is less sticky, and then we'll figure it out. And that makes complete and total sense. There, I mean, like uh, plenty of relationships, timing is hugely important, massively. So, important. so, so I understand that. I got a question here, though is is this before or after? Are you still wearing the Santa Claus outfit at this point when this woman walks in? Out of the Santa. Oh, Okay, all right. I was going to say, out of the Santa yeah, he's out of the Santa suits. Okay. So that night at our Christmas party, she says to me, gives me like the update on what's going on with her and mm-hmm. all that and says, we should go out again. And I said, you know what? You're absolutely right. I'm heading to Vegas for the holiday. When I get back, we'll hook up and we'll go have dinner. Right. And so I go to Vegas. I do the holiday thing. I get home and I just kind of didn't think about it. Right. I did, you know what I mean? And I just kept forgetting. I kept forgetting. And then I just never texted her. Something like that felt very easy. Like, oh, hey, yeah, I'm seeing you. We should see each let's other get, again. Let's have lunch. Right. right. Very easy to lose momentum on that. Okay. So then I don't do anything. So then, the, uh, then last week, I get a text message from this woman who says, hey, are you still interested in having dinner at some point? And I meant to text her back. And then got busy and then didn't. And then a day went by and I was like, well, all right, now I don't know if I just obviously, dude, if you really wanted to have dinner, you probably would have texted somebody back right away. Right. This is obviously, dude, if you if you got busy enough not to send this message back, that's your subconscious telling you, you really don't want to go. Yeah. The concept of like, oh, I'm too busy for this. No, that really is like, hey, I'm not prioritizing. Like, you. dude, that is pause Zelda and text. You back. have the phone in your hand. Right. Yes. 100%. So, yes, you're not prioritizing that. And for for a reason, and that's okay. Like you don't feel bad about that. Something okay. must have been happening there. Okay. So then, fast forward that whole last week, and then now it's Friday, first Friday, 
and there I am at a Buzzbin because Macho Nacho, the new oh. restaurant behind Buzzbin, was doing jambalaya tacos for for the uh, for the Mardi Gras celebration, which were delicious, by the way. Dude, tacos are great, and man. served to me by a delicious person. Hence the reason I was in Buzzbin for it. And so this woman walks in with her friend, and I saw her, and I was like, "Well, let's pretend we didn't see her." That's a right. tough one there. Right? And she walks right behind me as I'm sitting there, like, kind of, like, drinking. So I know she's seen me at this point, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Buzzman's not that big. Nope. So I, I know she's seen me. And yet there's no effort on her part either to be like, hey, hi, whatever. So I was like, all right, whoo. So her and her friend grab a drink, and then they go over to the arcade section. And I was like, all right, well, maybe they're just going to be over there. Maybe they're meeting people, and then this will all be fine, right? So then the bartender says to me, hey, do your tacos already. Hands me my tacos, and I go sit at one of the tables in Busman. And then I look over to my left, and there her and her friend are. And I just got my tacos. So it wasn't like, well, we'll just crush this next one. And like, So it was like I had to eat. Di- so there I am eating my tacos trying not to look anywhere but the screen of my phone because sitting directly at the table next to me is this woman that I had not texted back. Nobody's making it. And so, dude, this is how effing crazy I am. Like, I'm sitting there and I was like, well, maybe just tell her. I'm so sorry. Like, things got away from me. I forgot to text. I was like, she's not going to believe you. So now, like, if you say something, it's going to be even more awkward. So when I saw her sit down and, like, I was, like, getting ready to eat my tacos, I was like, she's obviously going to say something to you, right? Yeah, somebody here has to be the adult and acknowledge that you guys know each other. Yeah, somebody somebody here has to. I finished two tacos, wiped my mouth with the napkin, set it in the bin, stand up, do, like, a 180, walk to the bathroom, wash my hands, go to the bar, and, like, sign out. And then left said bar. Just walked right out. Never said a word to one another. And I just, I, 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 like, there was part of me that was like, dude, explain what happened. But she's not going to believe you. And now you're going to be stuck in this moment feeling like a liar over something that obviously if you really wanted to go, you would have win. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, like, what's the explanation that you're giving here? You, 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 she's going to think you're a liar because you're being a liar, right? <laughs> I mean, like... Well, if- I, meant, I mean, I did mean to text her back. <laughs> and I will admit that in my mind, I was like, yeah, dude, you told her you were going to do that. You should probably go. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is... is is. But it did feel like something I was maybe, and I don't want to... This sounds mean, but that I felt like I put myself on the hook for why not uh, why not go through with this though like what's the thing uh, that's stopping you from like all right hey there was a, a, t- a timing problem earlier that timing problem has obviously changed things have moved forward things we're are different six, we're six you know or at least two three months in things the future are very, very now. different so like uh, all right uh, why not <laughs> okay so I, I there's nothing really like there's no major thing except for the fact that she does know somebody that works here like she's friends with a woman that works here and okay. I didn't love that for some reason because I'm a psychopath. Like, I didn't love that. And there's really, that's just it. There's no reason. But I just sat there, dude, quietly, like, please don't say anything. These tacos are so good. And I just want to finish dinner. And I just want to go home. Like, I didn't even want to go out. Like, I didn't go out to, like, get drunk and be out in the bar. I went out because there was very little to eat in my fridge. I knew it was first Friday. I was like, ah, oh, Buzzman will have good food. I'm going. And so I went and, like, and got some food. And, like, that's the whole purpose. 
Like, I even thought when she handed me my tacos, when the bartender did, I was like, just walk home. I was like, nah, they're going to be cold. I was like, so no, dude, I'm not doing that. It's freezing cold outside. I'm not eating cold tacos because this person's sitting next to me. But, bro, like, I wouldn't even look to the left. Like, I just sat there, and I, you could feel it. I was going to say, that's the thing. is there, If you were sitting in, in the general vicinity, or in, um, you were a part of this, this problem, I'm sure she knew that you were doing that. And at this point, I'm going to assume that she's probably like, dude, you know what? If you can't even look over here and say hi to me, I don't even want to go out on a date with you. I'm sure this problem is taking care of itself at this point. Brock's telling me he's like, you ghosted her, bro. In public. It's not even like you ghosted her, like you stopped answering her text messages, like you saw the person and pretended like they weren't real. I, like, dude, yes, dude. The <laughs> amount of which I did not want that person to be real as I was sitting <laughs> Like, when I saw them walk over to the arcade section, I was like, whoo, like maybe she didn't see me. Or what I thought, I was like, maybe more importantly, maybe she doesn't know that I saw her. Right? I was like, maybe I can get away with that. I was like, maybe I'll get... I was like, well, no, you won't. Your fat mouth will go run it Monday morning and tell the whole goddamn city what happened. So, no, she's not going to think that. Right? But, dude, the I sat there, Fantone, like this. Taco one hand, phone in the other. Just bite, click, bite, click. And never broke eye contact with my... Dude, you would have thought porn was on that screen. Like, I never looked away out of the sheer, like, this is so awkward, you could cut it with a knife. It was, like, the strangest thing I've ever lived through in my entire life. Dude, ghosting people is hard. Not as hard as telling them you don't want to have dinner with them. <laughs> Not quite that difficult. Your shot at Kid Rock tickets and Ram trucks, I think, learned a lesson last night. We'll tell you what that is next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Normally, Mondays at 8 o'clock, we talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. However, Scott, underneath the weather, will be unable to join us this morning. We apologize for that. Cold and flu season getting the best of us there. Yeah, I feel like... There may have been a partying thing happening last night at the Super <laughs> Bowl. Like, let's there. be honest. Possibility. I think that's probably what happened. Can you believe that so many people call off the day after the Super Bowl? Like, yes. To me, it's just like everyone knows you're lying, bro. Like everyone knows you're lying. Yeah, I don't know if people care. I mean, really? anymore. Yeah, because it's not really like I have a note from my doctor anymore. I mean, you get a certain amount of sick days. Take them when you want. Take them. them. Yeah, I mean, you get a certain amount of you know personal time. If 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 you're Philly, I totally get it why you're taking that day off. But I just feel like if you're John Q. Public sitting here in Northeast Ohio and you're taking a day off after the Super Bowl, I don't know why the the NFL doesn't take it all off for all of us. Put the game on Saturday. Like I yeah. don't get it. Yeah, I really don't get it. I know Sunday football day. I get that. I do. But yeah, like, but so is Thursday. Right. So is Monday. Monday. You know what I mean? So and, it's like it's not unheard of. Uh, come playoff time, what do they do? Play on Saturday. Play on Saturday games. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I don't think the NFL can fight on the Sunday hill, right? I mean, you've tried to make this a weekly game, like a, a you know, a, I should say, daily event. I mean, I, I, ratings won't come out until tomorrow, but I would just have to assume from a ratings perspective, Huge. you would do so much better on a Saturday night as opposed to a Sunday night. Oh, I'm just saying, the, I bet the rating from last night was big because the game was oh, close. Okay, okay. I'm, but, just, I'm just saying from like that perspective of like, well, dude, I, I got to go to bed. My kids got to go to bed. Like... Or can we just start the game at 3 o'clock in the afternoon the way we used to? Right, where, I mean, that's a noon tip-off at, at, for the West, the West Coast. Coast. So it's not like the West Coast is getting hosed out of it where they can't watch the game. That's it's like a noon, t- a noon kickoff. All I thought about yesterday while watching that game is, God, I wish I still lived on the West Coast. Dude, West Coast football time is the best. You watch every game, and you still got time to go to the beach when you're done. 
It's, dude, it is the best time zone for that kind of stuff. So, Fantona tweeted last night, and I felt like he hit the nail on the head, which is, he tweeted, I forgot I'm supposed to watch these commercials as entertainment. Because they just didn't feel that way last they night. They did not. They did not feel that way. And I saw the Ram truck commercial. And I knew the moment I saw it, oh, go to Twitter. Because the arguments about this are going to be fantastic. And so sure enough, I watched two extreme leftists I know argue about the Ram truck commercial, both trying to be the best white person we can find. Because that's what Twitter really is these days. No, I'm really the best majority person there is. I'm the least racist person. That's all Twitter has become. I've said for years, it's the race to find out who the best white person is. It's an award I don't even want. Like, honestly, when I watch those arguments and what has to be done to do it, it's honestly, it's sickening to even watch it. It's disgusting. As a matter of fact, I've told you this before. Jamie Kilmeister, who was like the first social justice warrior, has turned coat and said, you should be afraid of Twitter. We are out to get you. We are funded by multimillionaires. We are hunting careers over it. And he said, I thought better of it, and I had to change my, my profession. I'm sick of ending people's lives over innocuous tweets. So thank you, Jamie Kilmeister, for that. So that whole that whole paranoia, like the left is out to get us on Twitter, it's real. The guy who was funded told you it's real. Okay? So that's a real thing. So when this happened last night, I knew that was the place to go to watch people trip over themselves to be like, no, but I'm the best because of this. So Ram was going to try to sell you some trucks. Welcome to business. They're in the business to sell you things. And they decided to use a, a piece of a speech from Martin Luther King Jr. We actually have it. We'll just run it and let you take a listen to it. If you want to be important, wonderful. If you want to be recognized, wonderful. If you want to be great, wonderful. But recognize that he who is greatest among you shall be your servant. That's a new definition of greatness. By giving that definition of greatness, it means that everybody can be great. You don't have to know about Plato and Aristotle to serve. You don't have to know the theory of relativity to serve. You don't have to know the second theory of thermodynamics in physics to serve. You only need a heart full of grace. Soul generated by love. And there you have it. Which my first takeaway is, what a public speaker. Like, what a public speaker. It's an incredible talent. And it's honestly being lost by the day. But I watch people argue about this. And of course, the first one was, see, it's about time. I mean, like, thank God. And then the other one wanted to be so leftist to be like, well, you shouldn't do this because it's inappropriate to take this message to sell for, you know, for advertising. And that's why I was very interested to get Fantone's take. Because you have a problem with, like, 9-11 sales. Yeah. And, like... Um, it, it, it just feels inappropriate to me to put a historical figure into, like, 
hey, this is our advertising campaign because you have no idea if that historical figure would be in line with it or not. I don't think it's a left versus right thing. I mean, you could take, you know, you, 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 you could take anybody into that equation. No, right but there. what I saw last night, this is this is why this is important, though, is that two people who want to be on the same side of an issue were arguing opposite sides of it. And they were both trying to be the first one out there to be like, this is why it's right. And this is why it's wrong. And essentially you both want the same thing in the end. One of you, because which way is it? Which way is it that, that we need to project this more or we don't need to use it for these purposes. I think you could, I think both could exist there. I think I think if 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 if, the, if if Ram Truck was really so inspired by the words of Dr. King, which I doubt. Well, right. Well then 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 put a commercial out and maybe you could make it like, "Hey, you know, Ram Truck Ram Truck honors Dr. King during African American or you know, during Black History Month." And then it's like, "All right, so you're 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 highlighting his words, you're highlighting the causes, you're highlighting those those social justice things he cared so much about." But you're not using it to sell Ram trucks. You have a little five-second tag at the beginning, a little five-second tag at the end. You're in a different conversation than like, hey, here's a Ram truck hauling ass down the road It felt over, over those words. It felt forced to me. It felt like, oh, let's do something super woke. Like it felt like it felt like that was said by a 22-year-old in a marketing meeting at the company. Let's be woke. Like that's the way it felt. Yeah. It felt very forced. I, I would I would have a problem with this if it was Ronald Reagan. You know what I'm saying? Like to me, it's just that's what rings wrong about it. To me is is and I know you had to get permission from somebody. It's not like they just took this and and I mean like you had to get permission from somebody, but you didn't get permission from the person because he's dead. I wonder how much you got to tell them. Versus do can we use this quote in a commercial? Versus I wonder what you have to tell. Them. I don't know. I know I I, I follow. Um, hold on. But even people at the party I were at were arguing, like, well, like, no, that's cool. You should do that. People should be reminded of, of him. And then other people were like, dude, but to do that? Like, that seems strange. Yeah, I, uh, I follow the King Center on Twitter, which is, like, the official, like, museum of Martin Luther King. And, and, and you know, his, um, his daughter is the CEO of it. And the tweet said, neither the King Center nor Bernice King is the entity that approves the use of ML- MLK's words or imagery for use in any merchandise, entertainment, or advertising. That including, seems strange. Including Dodge's commercial tonight. I don't know who is in charge of those things, but like... Well, you I, can tell that was that statement right there was set was said to build separation between those two things. Yeah, I, I don't know who's making that decision, but I do know it was not the man who spoke the words whose, ma- whose picture was used as like, hey, you should buy this truck. And therefore, I'm going to have a problem with it. Like I said, I, I feel the same way if this is Ronald Reagan. It right just now. made me laugh so hard when, like, because the two of these people I saw on Twitter last night are two of the most leftist. I'm out to prove how nice I am, people, and they both rushed to like fight for their side, and they're both on the same side of things, and yet they were on opposite side of this. It's because you. It's because this whole messaging thing's getting lost in here. Quit trying to look for like the wrongdoing and everything. Like I, this is what I don't understand. Why can't things go back to a little bit of this? Oh, that's kind of screwed up. And then done. Yeah, that's a little messed up. And then be done with it. But what I will say is it seems to me overwhelmingly it was negative how it was received. At the very least, like you said, I mean, it doesn't ring like this was like, Hey man, this was the best intention thing, and we we, we you know it, this rings like hey, Crap, dude, it's February. What do we do? Right, right, right. That's 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 a part of this problem. Well, is- you be woke. That's what you do. I mean, that's how it felt. That's how it felt to me.
and I bet it backfires. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not an expert in business. My boss is reminding me that every day. You are not an expert for the last two months. You are not. He reminds me of that. What are you an expert in? We have that figured out yet. We gotta get that. Galleries. I'm good at those. I'm good at that one. I just. There was a little bit of me last night when I saw it. I was like, dude, I hate to be one of these guys because I know it's never going to happen. But I was pining for the day. We're, and politics have always been in advertising. They've always been in sport. They've always been in this. But it, was, it has been a little bit more understated in years past. Wouldn't you say, though, outside of this, it was very understated yesterday. Yeah, outside of this. I mean, nothing, But again, this is the takeaway. Nothing in the national anthem. Nothing in the halftime show. Nobody was kneeling. No issues at all. Uh, during America the Beautiful, a couple of Patriots players kneeled. But it was. But yes, compared to what we were told all year, does America the Beautiful stand up to the same thing as the national anthem? No. Does? But again, there was there was a okay. there was an, an expression of this last night. But yes, overall, very much understated. And that's why when Roger Goodell came out last week and said, we're going to address it in the office, I was like, why? It's already petering out. Just stop. Quit breathing life into this. It's already over. They've lost the momentum. It's over. The ratings have come in. They were great. The, 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 you know, the, the, the attendance at stadiums up this year versus last year. Pro Bowl ratings up versus last year. You, there's no boycott. It's shut up about it. They, the players have already lost momentum. They've already lost steam. It's back to life as normal. Goodell just needs to be quiet on this issue and just move forward. Your shot at Kid Rock Tickets. Next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. What's going on, guys? You got Stansberry here for the Wake Em Auto family. It was about a year ago. I was driving home on Route 30. Car just like died out. Engine just like blew up or whatever. So I needed a new ride. And I found myself on the Wake Em Auto Mile. That's at West Tuscan Lincoln Way between Canton and Maslin. And the reason was is I was looking for a pre-owned Honda. And 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 1069. We have Kid Rock tickets. We'll pass those out here momentarily. And that is not why, the way, just because we're giving away Kid Rock tickets, is not why I decided to talk about this next subject. Okay. They're, they're, they're completely unrelated. We'll see. But I have a story here about a father and a, a daughter who've been arrested over incest. Oh. That's not Kid Rock's fault. He didn't do it. No. Might have been the soundtrack to it, but it's not his fault. But a 42-year-old North Carolina man and his 20-year-old daughter were arrested on incest charges after they had a love child last year. Oh, God. Now there's a child. Son of a bitch. Reportedly, they're getting married. Stephen Plattle, 42, and Katie, of the same last name, 20, were arrested uh, late January. Uh, They've been charged with adultery. Contributing to delinquency, and the maximum sentence for the incest charge is 10 years in prison. Wow. Now, the boy that was born between them in their relationship was born in September. Now, here's where things really take an interesting turn. Steven, the father, 42-year-old man, released on, a, on $1 million bond, while his daughter slash girlfriend was being held on a $1 million, but she's still in jail as we speak. So the guy arranged for himself to get out. Not so much for the girl. What a dick. I mean, like, well, <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, well, dude, you're, come on, man. Dude, you're sleeping with your daughter. Your decision making is not the okay, best, fair, right? Fair. Right? Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. Charges were brought in Virginia where authorities say the relationship had started. Now, here's what happened. Okay. The father gave up Katie for adoption when she was just an infant. They reunited two years ago when she tracked him down through social media. So at the time, this guy's living outside of Richmond, Virginia, with his wife, 
who they do say is Katie's mother, and he had two children with her, who are obviously Katie's sisters. So she tracks down, which I don't know why she wasn't tracking. This seems weird, because wouldn't she be tracking down her parents, not just him? But that that seems, whatever. But that seems weird. So then, weirdly, he moves her into the home. So then he and his wife legally separate in November. They live apart. But before she moved out, and one of the reasons the wife moved out, she told cops, is because the father started to sleep on the floor in Katie's room. The wife filed for divorce March of 2017, was, uh, was awarded that, and then the ex-wife learned Katie was pregnant last May. Eight days later, child welfare workers in Virginia started doing some interviews, as they should. They interviewed the two older children who said they had been told their father fathered Katie's baby. So the older children are being told this is happening. The warrants show that Stephen Plattle told his other two children to call Katie their stepmom. Police then issued an arrest warrant for him and Katie last November. I don't get this at all. I have even, we've had another story like this happen. I think it was Britain where this happened, where a brother and sister were separated at birth. Somehow, through random events in life, they came together, didn't know they were related, started dating, found out that they were biological brother and sister at the end of it, and then didn't break up. And I feel like that's weird. It's, dude, you can't, the, what? You sleep with your own kids? Like a grown-up? The biological costs of like first-degree incest, of like with somebody that you share 50% of your DNA with, I, yes, that is leading into uh, problems when it comes to genetic mutations, when it comes to your children and things like that. They don't address that here with the child, and so I'm, in, I, but I am curious about. No, it. I'm not guaranteed the kids flipper. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it certainly isn't that, but like it, it, it increases the odds of genetic mutations. So like I see the problem there. Now I, I, I'm playing a little bit of devil's advocate here, and I'm playing a little bit of further, you know, just to further this conversation. But like outside of children being born when he didn't raise the child. Now, obviously, if you raise this child as your own, you're grooming them to be a sexual partner of yours, and that's problematic. But, like, in this case, this they did not... He did not raise her as a child. Like she was, she was born, and it was whether it was you know through a foster system or whatever it was. She was raised by different people. If if they're not going to have kids, I don't know why I care. I'm not saying I'm okay with it. I'm just saying I don't know why I care if they're two consenting adults in a relationship with each other. And what? Wh- who's the victim? My stomach, dude. Right. Like, I, 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 I mean, I understand it's a very taboo, very off-putting subject, man. And I, I'm not trying to be like, no, it's okay. Go out there and have sex with dude, you know your biological children. You I'm, have weird lines, but, but but I feel like I don't. I feel like I have a consistent line. If of you are two consenting adults and consenting adults, I do not care what you do in your sexual life. Should I, be I don't, sleeping with your adult children be a crime? <sighs> 
the reason that I say yes is because of the possibility of genetic mutations with a with an offspring or that you were grooming them, that you as a parent were teaching your child at three, like, hey, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be dad's lover or whatever like that. But in a like a farm system. But right. Right. Now, that's problematic. And that's why I I do have an issue with like with through the minors, kid. But yeah, but I mean, let's say in the sense of this is either a homosexual relationship or this guy's already had his, you know, his 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 his. His, his his testicles, you know, uh, he's had what is it? Uh, uh, Chemical castration. He's been, you know, whatever. Which I don't buy into, by the way. But 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 with if if you're not creating a child and you didn't, you know, if you didn't nurture this child to be your lover, I don't know if I care. I'm not. Okay. I, I I don't want to be in that relationship. I just don't know if, I, if that's enough for me to be like, no, you can't do that. Who am I to tell people you can't? You know what I mean? Like, who am I? I mean, we allow dudes in certain states to have like twenty wives. I don't care about that. And some of them are relatives. It's not. It's not for. It's not for me or my family. And if my if my if my daughter was like, "Hey, I'm going to go be a, a sister wife," I'm probably going to have a problem with that. But I don't have a problem with the hypothetical you doing that. I don't. Uh, I do. I do. I and and maybe it's just societal standards that have been instilled in me. And this is what we're taught that you don't do that. And maybe it's just a, I have a hard time shedding years of like you know being indoctrinated with with that information. It's, maybe it's taboo for a reason, dude. It is like it's not okay, but I mean it's gross. I I just I don't I don't understand it. Would this be okay? So father daughter definitely not. Bro, like we we had the brother sister conversation. Not okay. What about cousins? Not okay. And no matter how far out we go, of like any blood relative that you have there. Ah, uh, yeah, right. I mean, like that's not that's that that's not enough wiggle room. I seven I, billion people on the planet. I you can't should get be you, able to find another one. I can't get you to be like not in my bloodline. I um, I I I I understand. I agree with you. I don't want anything to do with this relationship in my life. But I just don't know if that's enough for me to say like, no, you can't do this. Like you're hosting Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. And this and this person walks into your house with yeah, this person. This couple. Are okay. you setting a plate for them? I'm telling them to leave. Am, am, am I having a personal issue with that? Um, yes, I am having an issue with that. But I don't know if legally there's any recourse for that. I mean, there's plenty of things you could come into my house and I'd be like, get the hell out of here. It doesn't mean I want you to stop. I mean, it doesn't mean that you can't do it. She is only 20. Which I know technically it's a gray area with where you're an adult in this country at 18 versus 21. It is. It's a gray area. Okay. But I could make the argument that if you're not old enough to drink, you're not old enough to make the decision to bang your father. But being 18 is the line. And you can, you, we can make the debate of should it be 21, this age of sexual consent? Sure. But 18 is the hard line uh, there. Yeah. But that feels to me much like when people are like, well, I mean, 16 is the age of consent, bro. Which is if you're using that. And dude, this is coming from a guy who routinely dates younger women. Routinely. Right? All the time. Prefer it. But if you're making that, anytime you're using a loophole, as like why it's okay, you know you got a flimsy ass argument. Consenting adults now should you should you be able to you know well if you can go die for your country I can decide who I want to bang right. Uh, I think it's a little different than a natty light. Uh, I mean, like if I, if, I'm, if I can sign up to go serve my country, although natty light probably leads to you know what I mean. I don't know. I shouldn't say that. No, I don't. Should, I should should not say should that. Not. That's that, that's that's not the greatest thing there. I just don't understand it. And there are certain stories where I'll read them, and I'll like mentally hit my knees and thank a maker I don't believe in 
for making me more decent than that. Because a lot of times during the day, I'm like, dude, I'm kind of a scumbag. Like, <laughs> like, what the hell? Like, I don't do this. I should be doing more of this. I don't do this. This is wrong with me. This is wrong with me. But yet, relative, and my mind goes, yeah, dude, don't touch that. Wrong. That's a good call. Uh, you should pat yourself on the back a little you bit know? there, buddy. Be proud. Dude, I am a, I am a little proud of <laughs> yeah. the man. You hear that, Dad? I'm not banging family members, man. You did it right, dude. <laughs> Kid Rock playing the queue February 24th. We'll send you. We'll take call of 17 right now. 1-800-243-7625 on those. Be right back with more show. You guys hang on. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Dude, I'll take things I wish I could tell the audience for $1,000, Alex. My boss just walked out. He's like, yeah, I don't even care about that at all. I feel like that was like five foot nine of denial right there. He gave us that head shake, and it was such a like a vigorous head shake. You could just see his jowls. Nah, just- nah. <laughs> don't, don't even worry about it. <laughs> all right. Okay. And then I'm not. I told him. I was like, dude, if you tell me not to worry, I'm not. All right. That's too much uh, behind the rope stuff there. You know what today is? I do not. Oh, buddy. What? Today's the day where you and I have to stay out, uh, stay late at work. Okie dokie. Oh, no, dude. That sucks. No, no. <laughs> it was not a plan and I'm doing no, that. No, no, Watch no, no. Left. Dude, I'm getting a couple of our buddies from down uh, Dover, New Philly way. All right. To bring us bring us a duck line. Okay. Like a mobile duck line. <laughs> All right. And we're going to set it in the back parking lot. And we going hunting today. I did not know that we were doing this. Oh, today's the first day co-workers are not allowed to smoke in the parking lot. Oh. So, bro, we're going hunting today. Oh. We're going hunting. And legitimately, I might stay here late. <sighs> ah, screw it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I was going to be like, well, I mean, let's dance around it. But no, screw it. I don't care. There is a person who works here who went out of their way to try to... Bring in some negative interaction between Fantone and I. Tried to like get us to like to pit one against one another right. over a very stupid issue a couple of years ago. And instead, what happened is Fantone and I kind of looked at one another and was like, "Well, I don't care." Like he tried to make me mad about something Fantone did, and I was like, "Well, I don't care about don't that." Care. Like I don't, I don't care about that. So that's not going to make me angry. And honestly, if there's one relationship in this building that you really that's would okay. have a hard time like driving a wedge between, it's Dan and I. And we'll have our issues, but at the end of the day, we realize eh, we're probably better together. And right <laughs> at the end of at the end of the day, like you're. The only person I trust in this building. You're the only person that, like, it's like, all right, I know. Well, I know he's going to take a grenade for me. So, like, well, at least we have to have each other's best interests at mind, right? I mean, it's kind of built in that that way, right? Right. So it's not not an easy thing to do. And what was the gain for him trying to do that? Like, what are you you trying to cause cause issues in this room for? He also was the same guy who kept going to my boss, going, you know, Stansbury leaves pretty early every day, and like, so my boss then had to like kind of pull me to the side and be like, look, dude. I don't really care. You do your job. He's like, I turn on the show. I can obviously tell that work is being done at your house the night before. You, it is like, you do your job. The ratings are good. Show sounds good. I don't really care. But it is my job to manage everybody. Can you help me kind of manage everybody? And we'll do, we, will you do a little bit better job of this? Absolutely. I like my boss. I give him hell on the radio. But ultimately, at the end of the day, we're good buddies. Dude. And he's a, I've had worse radio bosses than this guy for sure. Right? And so... I've I, like I try to do that, 
But this is one of these guys who smokes in the back parking lot. And I even said then, I was like, dude, do you realize if that guy wasn't smoking in the parking lot all day, he would have no idea when I left? And why is that not the issue? Right, 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 right. Why is I that mean, not the issue? Like, bro, if you weren't standing out there chiefing cigs all day, you wouldn't even know when I left. So, like, ball's back in your court, bro. But now they've instituted a rule where you can't smoke in there. And for 99% of the people that work here, you could smoke in my car, wouldn't care. Whatever. But if I catch this dude just once, do I feel like Elmer Fudd? <laughs> I see a wabbit. <laughs> we going wabbit hunting. He's a wabbit. How many times can I say wabbit? A lot, I bet. But dude, I am like giddy, like a schoolgirl. About like, dude, I'm going full Michael Moore documentarian. <laughs> I got the weight down, jerks. I know. Keep the fat jokes to yourself, Twitter. I got it. I'm a fat, you know, gelatinous mess. I got it. But this guy has really, honestly, I've been carrying around anger about this person for a while. Now, it's not a hatred. Like, I'll see him in the hallway and I'll say hi or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, you got those people at where you work where you're like, all right, well, I got to say hi. We're the only two people in the hallway. It'll be weird if I don't. Right. You just can't, like, you know, ghost each other there, right? No, it's not like a girl you took no, out to dinner twice. No. And didn't do it. <laughs> but I, seriously, somebody bring me, I, I need a snow camoed, like, hut. <laughs> Duck blind. Because I'm going wabbit hunting for, for menthol smokers. Just like in real life hunting. Dude, you're going to be out there for 15 minutes. You're going to be like, this is stupid. I'm cold. This is boring. I'm going home. Dude, you're not sitting out there trying to catch homie smoking. No. But what I will do is I will hack the security footage okay. for the camp. No, I won't. But what I will do <laughs> is make false allegations. I saw this dude smoking. And God, dude, how old are we where it's like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to sit around and catch somebody smoking cigarettes out back and tell on them. Not somebody. Boy, how the things have changed. Not somebody. <laughs> one person. There is only one wabbit. <laughs> and he shall be hunted and exterminated. Your shot at the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Awards, and more importantly, a trip to Los Angeles for the beautiful weather. All is next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 1069. We're online for you, WRKK.com. And we also have some charge tickets. And actually, Fantone's got a, like a State of the Union on the charge for you. Uh, dude, just want to shout out everyone that came out to the Canton Charge game this past Saturday night. Dude, house was absolutely rocking. You could feel the magic in the air from the beginning. Um, Ante Zizic and John Holland, dude, just putting up very, very impressive numbers. Uh, charge going on a little West Coast trip this week. The following week is the NBA G League uh, All-Star break. Uh, so they will not be in action at the Civic Center again until the 21st. During this little off time, though, uh, John Holland has just been getting in my ear every other day about like, yo, bro, let me come up on the show, so I'm going to see if we can get him. Uh, but the 21st, they'll be back in action. On the 23rd, 
Dude, Stansberry will be back in action. We're talking about Dollar Dog Night brought yes. to you by Sugardale. Stansberry going hard at the Civic Center. I am. I'm going harder than John Holland's ever gone. So, uh, so tickets available at the Canton Civic Center box office or, of course, uh, CantonCharge.com. Now I'm just giving John some uh, some grief there. But, yeah, dude, anytime he's ready. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll reach out to him. We'll try to make it happen this week. I don't know when I don't know when they're leaving, though, so we'll, we'll figure something He's out. earned the right. I like that, dude. Good, good. dude. Good. Willing to talk about stuff. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. I... In the f- for the first time ever, am thinking about turning over one of the segments tomorrow to the audience. All right, and by that I mean, and I normally think polls are kind of somewhat silly and this and that, but I am at, I'm at an impasse here for New Tour Tuesday. All right, okay. Um, there are two different rock tracks that I think. Makes sense to play tomorrow. Ultimately, there are three. We're going to hold Mastodon off one more week. We'll do them next week. Okay. But there are two new rock tracks that I think make all the sense in the world. There is New Three Days Grace, mm-hmm. which is, I will admit before telling you the rest of this, that they are definitely the more radio friendly um, like rock band to do and probably yeah. more mass appeal. Yeah, they've got hits. They've got some hits, right? Yeah. But there's also a new A Perfect Circle song that has come out. A um, little bit more niche, A Perfect Circle, I would agree, but damn good. Yeah. And so like, I'm sitting here as, as, as the decider of said things that does, I don't know what to do. Um, now, my gut says Three Days Grace. Right. Bigger I, band. I, bigger name, bigger brand. Feel like it fits the format much better, but A Perfect Circle is like, they're cooler. Stansbury likes him a little bit more. Now, I don't want to throw a third option into here to throw the entire thing off, oh, no. but you mentioned that you're deciding between two, and we essentially have a third. Do you want to do all rock tomorrow? I mean, that's a possibility, right? We got three solid rock tracks right there. Done. Done. There it is. No pull. Screw it. Fantone figured it out. Done. All right. All rock, Well baby. done. All rock. Mastodon, Three Days Grace, A Perfect Circle. There it is. All tomorrow. I like it. I love it. Screw you, Jason Aldean. Get the hell out of here. That's, what's who, that's who it was. <laughs> you make it easy was the, was the new Aldean. But no. All right. We're all, going. All so rock all tomorrow. rock tomorrow. So for those of you that always say to me every week, it's a rock station. Like you're getting an all rock format, by the way. Which, by the way, I got that over the weekend, too. What is that? Uh, dude, I woke up and like, okay, I like the fact that we run a Saturday best of here, yeah. but that was not my decision. It's not like I did it. The company came to us and said, hey, we're going to put this on, on Saturday too because it works. Well, I was going to say, and that's a pretty good thing for us. That if they say, hey, we're going to give you more time on the radio. They th- like you. They, yeah, that's a good thing. They like if they're you. taking hours away from us or shows away from us, that would be very, very concerning for your boys. Nonstop rock right at nine. <laughs> your boys would be very concerned about that. The nonstop music b- barrage at nine o'clock means you better brush up that yeah, resume. 90 minutes of nonstop music coming up next. Where does yeah. I, I'm glad I'm not a part of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad. So... But there was this, I, I don't even know what we ran on Saturday because I didn't, I, I mean, I'm the one that hand selected it, but I, you know, Saturday morning, yeah. I didn't remember, right. but I got one of those cause I'm, you know, I'm like a moderator of like the rock 1069 Facebook page too. So I get all the messages. This guy's like, will you tell that idiot DJ of yours to shut up? And the guy actually says like, we just want the tunage. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Oh my God! The guy said, "Crank it, wattage to that cottage, <laughs> from our big stick to that little box, like to the tunage, like 
dear Christ, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. And so at first I was like, oh no, what did I say? And then I was like, oh, well, dude, anything I say to that guy right, is, is going to set him off. You're just concerned about the tunage. Fantone and I both left a little underwhelmed last night by the, uh, by the commercial load uh, during the big game, Super Bowl there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were both left a little underwhelmed. And I tweeted this last night, and I thought about it all last night, thought about it all morning during the show, haven't mentioned it until now, and uh, my initial reaction stands. Okay. And so I tweeted this, and I'm going to tell you what the tweet was for full disclosure here, right? So there was a commercial for something that I was, once upon a time, very, very, very excited about last night. For those of you that know the show, know it well, you know, obviously, I'm talking about the Han Solo movie trailer, Solo, A Star Wars Story. And so it starts, and I'm on my buddy's couch, and I'm trying not to freak out because I'm like the only person who cares, right? Right. Nerds. And so like I'm, like, yeah, exactly. Everybody else is like talking about real things, raising kids and school boards, PTAs, that whole thing. I'm like, but chewy, dude, right? So like I'm just sitting there on the couch, and I'm just like kind of watching it, right? And Donald Glover as Lando is like one of my favorite castings ever. I think he's going to nail it. He's good. I just think he's very charismatic. Um, I, I think he's capable of being a lot of different things, whether it's funny, whether it's serious. You know, he has a lot of diversity in what he's able to do. So, no, I, I fully support it. I think it's a good pick. I think he's going to be great. Okay. But I watched that, that, that short trailer last night during the Super Bowl. I did. I must have fallen asleep or been like in the bathroom early. or something. Maybe that. Yeah, yeah, it was early. I don't know. I did not see this yesterday. It was pretty early. And so, and I think they ran it more than once. I don't know, but I, I'm sure they would. So I took to Twitter the moment after it ended, and I said, I will full-on admit this, that before The Last Jedi, I was I was pumped about this. And had I liked The Last Jedi, I would have saw that trailer last night and been sucked in by it. But because I liked The Last Jedi trailer, went and saw the movie and did not care for the movie. Now, I was not a hater of the movie. There were a lot of people my age who walked out of the theater and were like, they ruined it. They didn't ruin Star Wars. First of all, you're never ruining Empire Strikes Back. I loved it from the time I was 10 years old. You're not taking it away from me. Yeah. Like, dude, there's not, you know what I mean? Fair. Like, I there's, mean... There, you're not ruining Empire Strikes Back. It can't happen. Right? But there was a little bit of me that yesterday where I was just like, yeah, dude, I no longer care. Like, I'm not sure. Like, but again, it, it, it does come out May 25th, like the original did, which, by the way, is Stansbury's birthday. Now, is that... Such a big holiday, he talked about himself in the third person. Is that evidence of... This is me. Of I was going to say, the movie's getting worse, or the movie's sucking, or is this evidence of you kind of growing up, and maybe Star Wars movies aren't for adults? Well, I played 20 hours of Zelda over the weekend, <laughs> so like I'm guessing the growing up thing, probably not it. Tag, not it. Like, that's probably not so much true. I think it, it what it could be is, dude, we're going to the well too many times now. Oh. Like, it, they used to come out three years apart. And even then when the new one started, they were kind of doing that. And now it's like uh, every year we're getting a movie. That was going to be a part of the Disney fiasco is that you're going to super saturate the market. I knew that was going to happen. You can only go to a well that's so many times. That's what they do. That's what Disney does. Right, right. Saturation's what they do. And, dude, I got to give it to you. I still think this is the smartest, most logical thing you have ever said on the really? radio. Really? I bet you I was stoned when I said it, but okay, what is it? <laughs> All right, what do we got here? <laughs> Take that bet. It's pretty safe. Okay, here we go. But you had once said on the air, and I thought it was so true, is that Disney paying $4 billion for Star Wars was a heist. 
You, you that get, was a heist. You spent $4 billion on a money printing machine. It's a great deal. I don't care what it is. It's a money printing machine. And there is no price that's too high for that, dude. Much like a quarterback in the NFL, there's no price that's too high for your franchise quarterback. Not for 11 there, wins. There is there is no price that's too high for a money printing machine. Now, I, it, I don't have all the facts, figures in, in front of me. But from my understanding is that George Lucas still held on to a pretty decent amount of the toy rights. I don't think all of it. I'm sure Disney got a piece because their name's all over the box and everything of the stuff they sell now. But he got he kept a pretty sizable piece. But even still, like, I bet Star Wars, I don't know this, but I bet it is outpacing even in, in a medium that people don't buy movies anymore when they come out. Right. I bet that digital download sale outpaced most movies last year. Oh, yeah. Now, part yeah. of me, I will give you some of the growing up thing, though, just a little bit, because like Black Panther's this movie everybody's all excited about, mm-hmm. right? Like, as a matter of fact, I saw like this, 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 um, this black motivational speaker on on Facebook this morning it was like, "This is not a black movie. Ultimately, all the profits are still going back to white America. They hate us. We should we should boycott this movie." Like, dude, people on both sides of this Black Panther thing are crazy. Okay. And I keep saying I'm not going to like it anyway because I'm not big into the Marvel movies or TV shows. Like, I didn't really like this Punisher series that just came out. I didn't hate it, but I watched three episodes and I was like, eh, "I'm not motivated to keep watching it." I know I'm going to like Black Panther just because I know it's go- what it's going to be already. I already have it like it's a Marvel movie. Am I going to love it? It's just going to be like it's just going to be like Avengers three to me, where it's like I don't know. I guess it's good enough. Put it on, whatever. I mean, the reviews I read are said definitely prepare yourself for the most political, like comic oh, book. Geez. No, dude, they are oh, claiming geez. like they went out of their way to make a political movie. Right? And make a statement movie is probably the better way to say it. I have zero issue with that, but people I are going to lose their minds. But people are, gonna, people dude, are going get, to lose their minds. So DC fans, I guess, are like obsessed with like flooding Rotten Tomatoes with like bad reviews of this movie to like bring it down or whatever, which screams to me. I don't know what their motivation is. I didn't read enough into it, but to me, it screams like, dude, do you just have a problem with this movie because black people are in it? Because it kind of feels that way. Well, and if you really do, if you're really so anti-Marvel as a DC fan, you like, you got to go reevaluate your life. If you're like, if you're putting on a... Oh, Marvel's gotten the better of them recently. Well, if you're putting... Listen, I, 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 I prefer Marvel more than DC, but I'm not going to do start... You? I'm not going to start a movement against DC Comics where it's like, you know what we got to do is we got to fight these people at DC. No, I don't... I mean, you're I a huge Batman nerd. I am a huge Batman fan, and outside of Batman, DC kind of rings hollow to me. DC, the one one thing that's always redeemed it is Batman. Other than that, I'm just kind of like, yeah. I mean, don't. I, when the new Superman movie comes out, I'll be like, all right, I'll go watch it because I'll watch a movie. But I'm not. I'm, uh, Marvel movies, comics, throughout my entire life, I've definitely been more more Team Marvel than I have Team DC. They were always darker. Yeah, yeah. I they mean, always dealt with more flawed of the character. Um, where DC was always like, he's the best. Well, you've got two different things going there because now Marvel. Flawed characters in that sense darker, yes, but more colorful in the sense of like actual color in the movies. Where all these DC movies, they're literally so dark, like, like yeah. And it's like I understand what you're trying to do there, but you don't have to overdo it all the time. Um, at the end of the day, these movies are made for kids, and they're made that long-term plan. Like these new Star Wars movies, they're not for you anymore. They've got you. They know you love it. You're not giving up on Empire Strikes Back no matter what. Now they're trying to get your kid. Now they're trying to get, you know, now they're trying to put that same hook into your son's mouth that they have in yours. Yeah, there needs to be some wonderment in it, and and that's going to happen. I, But I started, and I watched, again, and I, 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 t- I, I, I try not to do this a lot. 
But I, I plugged in my jailbroken fire stick yesterday. There we go. Illegal. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. But I was like, all right, let's try and see if we can find Super Bowl feeds before I decided to go to my buddy's house. Yeah. And so, like, I couldn't find it. And so I was like, all right, well, dude, what is on here? Let's see if there's a movie I can watch in the middle of the afternoon before I go to the Super Bowl party, right? So I started watching Justice League. And, bro, that is a giant turd of a goddamn movie. Like, in the middle of it, I just shut it off. Like, at first, the first 20 minutes or so, I was like, oh, well, that's kind of cool. Like, that's a lot of action. I like this. And then I realized, you know what it is? It's just, once there's one car chase, once there's one big fight in an alley, I've kind of seen it. It's like skateboarding. It's like, dude, how many times can you watch a guy do a, you know, a McTwist or whatever the hell it is and still be entertained by the X Games six hours into it? There's 11 tricks, bro. They're all going to do the same thing. And that's kind of how I feel about how comic book movies. Says the dude sitting around watching the Golf Channel all day. <laughs> that takes real talent. Sorry, so does skateboarding. The 900 is impressive. But like one dude a decade does it. There's like, a, you know what I mean? There's like 11 tricks. Like, once you're done, you're done. What the hell am I still watching this for? But honestly, like the solo movie, man, like I'm holding out. I want it to be good because when Disney bought it, I said, I was like, I feel like they're going to ruin it. And I ended up being pleasantly surprised with the first two offerings. I felt like Force Awakens, really, really good. Rogue One, I liked, didn't love as much as everybody else. Last Jedi, kind of a snooze fest, didn't love it. But I, I kept saying, you give me a Boba Fett movie I like, and you give me a Han Solo movie I like, and I'm done, and I'll be good. So I just, I'm hoping this movie's good. I also hope that it's coming out on the date of my birth. We'll render it awesome. But I'm worried Star Wars and me kind of ruin that track record. I'm worried going to the well for three <laughs> ain't going to get it done. We do have charge tickets. We'll pass those out next on Rock 106.9. Your shot at a trip to our iHeartRadio Music Awards now. Text the keyword TRIP to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's TRIP to 200-200-1069. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We have some charge tickets. We'll pass those out, dude. A, a listener of ours, Tommy, yeah. sent in a photo of you and I photoshopped into like a portable duck line. <laughs> For our for our smoker hunter excursions that are going on this afternoon, our company instilled, uh, installed a policy that starting at today, as a matter of fact, that you are not to, that this is a smoke free campus. Yes, essentially they said, look, now you can smoke in your car as long as you don't, you know, get rid of any of the evidence outside of the car, okay. which I think is a pretty common sense standard place to be. Yeah, I can live with that. Yeah, it's a good happy medium there. And I just know. That there shall be two rule breakers, and I want to go wabbit hunting, <laughs> and I want to, I want to catch, I want to catch somebody in this, in this, in, in this situation pretty bad because I'm willing to bet, dude, a lot of people are going to forget that was today. Oh yeah, people are going to forget, and it's one of those things. It's just a habit where you just step outside and you just light off that heater, and like I would assume, if not today, soon enough, especially once the weather breaks, dude, then that's when you're going to be able to really catch somebody. Like that's when it's going to happen. Today they might be on the guard. They're probably listening to the Stansberry Show right oh, now. Maybe you know what I mean. But give it a couple weeks, you'll be fine. We'll get them. I need a smoker call. Yeah. (laughs) Dude, I need Willie and the Duck Dynasty, guys. You know what I mean? Maybe a little less with the American bandana and give me a smoker call. Give me one of those. Pretty interested in that. Um, So we've been talking Super Bowl commercials a lot this morning, obviously, right? Yep. 
And I, uh, there's something happening in an advertisement that I don't get. Okay. Love the product. Okay. And it doesn't offend me. I'm not bothered by it. It's, I'm not triggered or any of these stupid words people like overuse these days. It's not that. It's just, it falls flat on me. Okay. Like, much like I'm willing to bet there are a lot of you that like the show, listen every day, but occasionally be like, all right, dude, that kind of falls flat on me. I'm not crazy about when he does that. I like him, like the show, but when they do that, I'm not crazy about it, right? I mean, we all kind of have that stuff, right? And I upset a guy last night on my Twitter feed, and he was one of these, well, you're responding to me, man, so I'm living rent-free in your head, or I'm bored at my buddy's house watching the Super Bowl, or that, right? But I don't get the dilly dilly thing. I don't get it. I, it falls flat on me, right? And so I said, I don't get the dilly dilly thing. And most people understood what I meant, meaning I don't find this to be all that amusing. I don't understand it. I don't. I, not that I don't understand. That's the wrong thing. I'm using I don't get it on, under the guise of I don't find this to be entertaining to me, right? I think it's fair to say, like, I kind of don't get it either. Like, I understand that, like, you're trying to use it as a statement of, you know, affirmation where it's like, yes, and, you you know, there's other examples of that. But, like, dilly dilly, does that mean anything? Is that, like, taken from something? Or, so like- Bud Light's responded, and they said, look, it's it's intended to be, like, cheers. Yeah, 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 it's in- yeah, yeah, yeah. It's intended yeah. to be that. But it's kind of taken on a life of its own, and for some reason, sports fans have kind of, like, picked it up and turned it into, like, this thing that means something for, like, I don't know, something that happens in sports. It's like a here, here. Like, uh, you know, you can use it to mean a lot of different Forget things. Forget about it. And I get that, it's like, like that. I get that y- you're using it in sports because it's like, well, well, who else are we trying to sell Bud Light to? A bunch of, right. you know, 35-year-old dudes who are watching football. So, like, I, 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 I understand that. I just don't understand it. So this woman, Christine, who listens, responds to me and she says, I'm with you. She's like, I don't think it's funny. And... She says, what's funny about this? And a guy like goes on on like a three-sentence like explanation, not understanding that her and I are both being sarcastic about this. And then a good buddy of ours, Jim McChris, kind of like pipes up about Slayer advertising their, their new tour on Groupon. He was like, dude, how metal is this, right? It's a funny observation. He obviously understands the marketing world and that you have to be all places right now to sell the tickets. He gets it. He's not necessarily like, you know, clamoring yeah. down on Slayer. He's just making an observation. But we tell jokes sometimes, and that's what you do. And like, so all this right. guy, a metalhead. Okay, all right, here we go. Which, by a the way, metal. that noise okay. you're hearing in the background is Fantone's computer that just beeps randomly for Slow I don't up. know. We honestly don't know the reason. It just does that. Sorry about that. We apologize. And so the. This guy, like, then just starts on, like, this barrage of tweets back at Jimmy. Like, I'm inside your grandma, bro. Like, way to escalate it way too fast, right? All of a sudden, I'm having sex with your grandma? Yeah. I'm inside your grandma. Jeez Louise, like, so, like, I mean, it was, like, really, really excessive. And I mean, like... like and, and, dude, he just kept coming at me. He goes, the world doesn't revolve around you, Stansberry. I said, well, you're responding to a line of tweets that originated from my timeline, so... These tweets revolve around me, smart guy. Because yeah. he kept going, your reading comprehension's terrible. I was like, and dude, and so like I kept pointing out where he was wrong in every tweet. 
And I was like, dude, you can scream reading comprehension all you want. Like, you just got toilet paper word of the day, like, from Spencer's as, like, a gag gift for Christmas. I get it. You learned a big word. You got it. How many syllables are in that? <laughs> you know what I mean? I bet he don't know. Right? So, like, he's like, no comprehension. And that's, like, the one word he's using. Did did he ever was he ever able to explain why dilly dilly is funny? He was like, well, he kept telling me it's just funny. Quit overthinking it. It's like, bro, if you think you need to explain dilly dilly to me, you're the one overthinking it. And that's when he was like, bro, I don't even matter. I'm just some guy, and you're the dude from Rock 1069. You're responding to me, so I'm living rent free in your head. And I was like, oh my god, bro. Or I'm just bored. Plus, I am a very I am a very approachable, touchable kind of dude. I will interact with you on social media. I'm not one of these guys that hides when I'm done doing the show. I'm, I do. I want to mix it up. I, I want to get in the dirt with you guys, right? And so I do that. Plus, I'll be honest with you, selfishly, it helps the brand tremendously. So, like, yeah, I'm down to do it, right? It, it, it benefits me, plus I'm out there having fun. But this guy was like, I got you to respond to me, so I'm living rent-free in your head. And it's like, bro, you need to be worried about the rent you're actually paying. True. <laughs> like, bro, you need to be worried about the rent you's actually paying. Because my guess is you're cutting it pretty close on that. That's just my guess. I mean, dude, the amount, I mean, it went from, you're going to try and knock Slayer? I'm in your grandma. And it's like, dude, even Slayer doesn't care about the fact that people are are messing with him about the advertising. Dilly, dilly. Dilly, dilly. I don't get that. I, I just that. again, people were like sending me this, and they're they are right on this. It's just what's that? Twenty years later, it is just that. Well, I mean, at right. least at least yes, in the marketing sense of like, hey, it's a viral buzz phrase that happened. But at least in like, was that like like the you frogs would say were that to your guys? Like you walk into a room and you say what's, what's up to your dudes. Well, I mean, you would be yeah. at least be like that. And yes, they made a joke out of it that you go so far. But like prior to Dilly Dilly being a thing, I don't think it was a thing. So like they just made this phrase up and now all of a sudden we think it's hilarious? Dilly Dilly. Dilly Dilly. dilly. I, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, get, I don't it get it. I, I I mean, I get it on the sense of, dude, they were capitalizing on the big Game of Thrones thing, and like, so that's like the world it's kind of set in. Yeah. I understand yeah. that. Big hit television show. Yeah. Let's wrap our arms around it. Makes all the sense in the world. It's just, it's one of those things that like sometimes catchphrases kind of work for you, but Dilly Dilly for me is already, that's what she said. It dilly was, Dilly. It dilly was dilly. never funny the first time, and now it's really not funny when everybody in the office is saying it. And I know what's going to happen now. Every message I open for the next two hours oh, is yeah. going to say dilly dilly on it. Dilly dilly. Dilly it. dilly. That's what she said. Dilly. Oh, I just, I, to me, love the brand. Love it. That falls flat on me. And like this guy, I'm living rent free in your head because you responded to me. Yes, dude. I want fries with that. Dilly Ooh. dilly. Dilly dilly. Yes, I do. You'll get charge tickets next on Rock 106.9. Boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. What's going on, guys? You got Stansberry here with the Super Bowl running late last night. You know what I needed more than anything this morning? Coffee. Yeah. Much like the rest of you, caffeine was necessary for me to get my day going this morning, which is what made Dunkin' Donuts so important. I love their extra large coffee with cream and sugar. That's just how I personalize my coffee. And for me, it's not just coffee. It's my usual. And you probably have that too. However, now is a perfect time to branch out at Dunkin' Donuts as they're offering you their new buttery toffee nut or their winter white chocolate coffee flavors as well. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. 
Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. I'm Rock 106.9. We're also online at iHeartRadio, which is also where all your favorite music, all your favorite artists are all on iHeartRadio. If you don't have that app yet, you should download it. What you do is you thumb a song up or down, and then we'll go to work. Not we're. Somebody here will go. <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea. Not who doing it. It, no. I'm not doing it. I'm going home. I got Zelda to play. But somebody else will then cultivate playlists for you to go along with said artist. So if you like Three Days Grace, they'll find you a bunch of stuff that kind of sounds like Three Days Grace, kind of put it in there to you. And I will give the streaming service this, is that every once in a while, they will kind of lead me to a band that I was like, oh, I didn't really know that, and now I really like it. Yeah, iHeartRadio does a really good job of understanding you, and with that thumbs up, thumbs down system... They can listen to you talk on your phone like anybody else. The more you use it, the more it gets to know you, the better the recommendations get. So, like, if you are an iHeart listener, man, take advantage of that. It's free. It's available to you. Like, make your listening experience even better. Plus... Maybe that'll stop the shut up and play the chili peppers comments I got to take every morning. Shut up and play the tunage is, I think, what they call it. Oh, yeah, the the tunage. tunage, That guy. The tunage. The tunage. All right. So if you were listening around 745 this morning, I told a very uh, embarrassing story, awkward story uh, over the weekend about how I ran into somebody who... um, Quickly, I'll, I'll tell you, there, uh, I, I ran into them at Christmas. We had talked about maybe having dinner as a woman. And I was like, yeah, when I get back from vacation, you know, we'll, I'll text you. We'll set it up or whatever. I got back from vacation, got right back into work mode, just kind of like had it slip my mind, right? Yeah, very easy to lose track of things from November till the end of January. We're all on vacation yeah, till February. Right. There's a little bit of like, well, we're just trying to gear back into things. And like you might not necessarily prioritize everything. You always say, and, and I think rightfully, that December is the Friday of months. Oh, it's, it is. 100%. <laughs> So then January is the Monday, and then nobody's doing any work nobody's on Monday. Doing okay. So I was supposed to text her when I got back from vacation. We were going to set up dinner or whatever. And then she actually texted me this last week and said, hey, are you still interested in grabbing dinner? And I, being lazy and probably stoned, uh, <laughs> forgot to like text this person back and, and, and like set this up, right? So I go out Friday night to grab a couple of tacos from uh, Macho Nacho, which is behind Buzzbin there, which is delicious, by the way. So good. And... Uh, so I go there to do that, have a, have a little first Friday dinner or whatever, and I run into her. Um, I don't, nobody says anything to one another. We end up sitting at the tables next to one another. No words are exchanged. I'm eating tacos, staring at my phone. Now, here's the thing. I wanted when I saw her to say, oh, my God, like, I totally forgot to text you, but I felt like she was going to be standing there going, yeah, that's a likely story now that you're stuck here standing right, right in front of my face, but you're totally lying to me. And I was like, well, she's going to think I'm lying anyway. Why am I going to say anything? I just want to eat these tacos and go home. I'm going to eat these tacos and go home. That's what I did. Yeah, the forgetfulness of it definitely is a bit of an excuse there. Um, Do you think if you would have just like said hello and not necessarily been like, oh, I forgot to text you, just like, hey, how are you doing? And Never crossed never, my okay, mind. Never, never thought like, hey, if I'm just... Just cordial here. It'll be okay. Jambalaya tacos like on okay. the table. <laughs> Never right. crossed my mind. So then I just get a text message during this last commercial break. Yeah. That says, so I wasn't going to listen this morning. Oh, jeez. But I was driving to work and I decided to turn on the radio. Why? 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 And, Don't listen. And so apparently she has heard said conversation okay. that we had. Okay. And 
Well, I don't know what to do. Well, <laughs> I mean, like, here's the deal. Is just I'm a total e- coward. I don't know what to do keep, right now. Keep eating tacos, dummy. Like, what else are you supposed to do? Like, that's the only thing that's going to get you out of this situation. And you guys wonder why I don't ask for you him to be fired. You didn't, you didn't ask or you didn't step up in that moment. So why step up now? You know what I mean? You've already established, like, hey, I'm not going to, you know, tacos are more important here. I don't know what to do because I feel like now... That we both know we saw one another. Yeah. Because there was a moment when she walked by me at the bar. I was like, well, maybe she didn't know it was me. Or maybe she didn't see me. And then, like I said, they went over to the arcade side. I sat down at a table to eat my tacos. I look over, and I was like, there's her and her friend just sitting at the table. I was like, damn it. And And then I thought to myself, I was like, well, how weird is that? I was sitting here, right? You obviously saw me as you walked yeah. across the bar and then sat at that table there. God so, forbid the audacity of somebody sitting down at a table. Pff, who do you think you are? I need a wide radius when I eat. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I, um, but I just thought to myself, I'm like, well, she obviously would have said hello, but she's and so I took it as in, well, you're pissed at me for not texting you back, and right. that's why we're not. Yeah, that's why you're not saying it. Because you're sitting there shoving tacos in your face with the phone in your hand that you're like, oh, yeah, I can't even remember. I didn't have the time. I got too busy. Too busy to text you back. Wouldn't even look away from the phone, bro. Never once. So so she knows you have that phone. She knows you have that text message. I even did that fake thing people do where I'm looking at stuff, shaking my head in disapproval. Like, can you believe believe what this person saying? (laughs) Can you believe? And I wouldn't even read nothing. Just looking at pictures in my album. <laughs> oh, that vacation was kind of fun. I, uh, I, 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 I don't know what to do here. I'm going to tacos, I, bro. That's the only advice. Well, I can do give I you. text back and be like, "Hey, sorry, I thought you thought I was going to be lying, and then I don't know what to do now." And well, I'm going to assume she's probably listening right now. If not listening right now, somebody is going to tell her about this, and she will listen via the podcast later today at wrqk.com or maybe iHeartRadio. I don't, I don't know. How <laughs> what she's a way it. to advertise! Ding, ding, ding. get it in What there, a baby. way to promote! Um, but, I love it. But, Seamless, buddy. <laughs> But with, with with all that being said, she's going to hear this. At the very least, she's going to hear that you had some level of like reservation. I don't know what to do. Blah 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 blah. So at this point, dude, either either you've got two options really. If you want to get this thing settled, either number one, sack up and say to her like, "Yo, uh, you know, hey, you're a great person, even if she's not." And but I'm just not interested. I don't think this is the time for us or whatever. Or B, go out on the date again, dude. You've, you 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 said you said there was a timing issue. That timing issue has resolved itself. We did have fun. Why why not? Um, why not? The, Why not? First, the first two times we went out, we did have fun. The only reason you're going to say no is because you don't want to get out of your comfort zone and like and like and like challenge like that and like, go anywhere. Right? You're not. You don't want to do that. So I like, don't. So then, at this point, you're going to have to say to her, and this can be genuinely said too. It's not you and your issues. It's me and my issues. I can't. I can't. Yeah, stop playing but Zelda. everybody says that so often now. Even when it's true, you can't use it. But she knows. She's listening. She's heard the show before. She knows that you're just at home ignoring text messages and playing Zelda stuff. She knows. So, like, dude, people are telling me that when I die, I'm going to be stuck in purgatory with all the people I have ghosted. And then, dude, another buddy of mine said uh, via Twitter this morning, he was like, dude, didn't a girl ghost you like two weeks ago and now you're doing it to somebody else? This poor girl's just like a random. It's that vicious cycle. Somewhere you got to step in and stop the cycle. She's just a random victim. Dude, I you, I think you had two options there. Do I text back right now? I would. Yeah, I mean, after this conversation, why not? <laughs> like after we've had this entire thing in front of Stark County, I don't see why you don't text her.
All I want to do is go back to the scene of the crime and eat tacos. That's it. Like that's like the the big part of the thing is like, well, I mean, I get tacos out of it, right? Open it up early, Mike. Get that get that chorizo fired up. No, nah, dude, I'm staying late today at work anyway, going smoker hunting. So like, dude, we're good. I, I got wabbits to catch. So like, dude, eleven o'clock is good. We'll be we'll, we'll be fine. We do have charge tickets. Phantom, one of these tickets for buddies. These the are the tickets for the twenty third, correct? On the twenty third, Civic Center. Let's send you right now. We'll take caller seventeen one eight hundred two four three seven six two five on those. Tomorrow is an all rock version of new tour tuesday at nine o'clock new mastodon new a perfect circle and new three days grace aside from that we're done however Teresa will have an opportunity to send you out to california for the 2018 iheart radio music awards make sure you're listening to her for that we'll talk to you again tomorrow morning 6 a.m on rock 1069 have a great afternoon 